We'll start recording now. Uh, so yeah, it's, it looks like it's doing pretty good. It's not picking up any feedback, any audio, uh, reverb type of shit, which was happening earlier. Um, so I guess I can start introducing this, right? You guys ready? <clears throat> yeah, it's still ready. All right. Uh, so here we are, Max Allotment Podcast, episode 25, um, <clears throat> Return of the Comic Brewmen. With hey, me, I have hey. uh, the owner and CEO of McFarland Comics. No, okay. <laughs> it's it's only it's only a joke from the last time in your previous position where I said you were the manager of all the samurai comics. Um, that is correct. No, but... I heard that. I, I, I had to hear crap from Mike on that one. Uh, Thomas, Thomas is here. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded. We did we did an Instagram live about two months ago or a month and a half ago. I can't believe it was that long ago, give or take. Um, but now we're recording an actual episode. So this is Comic Brew Men number, I don't know how many we did, four or five, maybe, something like that. Um, yeah, something. And then uh, joining us today also uh, is Sal. Sal's also a fellow comic nerd, and he loves beer. So you guys have heard him before. Sal, what's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Thomas, what's up? How you guys doing? Good, good. So how's everyone doing so far? Talk to me. How's life? Uh, Confined? Life is, life's kind of, yeah, life's got a bit smaller. Uh, <laughs> life's definitely gotten smaller. So, you know, the working from home thing has been a, uh, it has been a learning experience. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot more respect for the uh, the parents that stay home all day with the kids because uh, while I have no children, being home and in my house all day is, is definitely driving me stir crazy. And uh, I'm on the right podcast because I find I'm drinking a lot more. So <laughs> I, know, I know that's completely and utterly uh, accepted here. Yeah, I've converted my gas money into beer money. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much what's happened for me so far. So yeah. what's new with you? What's going on, brother? Uh, I'm the same, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird still living the COVID life, the sheltered life. Yeah. Uh, even though a lot of places have opened up, man. Yeah. Uh, Letting the pawns go first, you know, and we'll, we'll see. <laughs> How you doing? Um, but uh, yeah, man. Other than that, just you know, living daily life, working from home too. So it's been, like Thomas said, it's been a little weird trying to adjust mm-hmm. and and working from home. But eh, getting through it, pushing through it. So taking it day by day, man. That's all we can do. Yeah, man. It's one of those things where you know, and I think we talked about this like every episode since we started the whole uh, COVID and every episode we recorded, but it's one of those things where you just kind of think about it first, like, damn, it's so awesome to work from home. You don't have to go anywhere. And then for me personally, I'm like, shit, I miss the commute. I miss the drive. I miss getting out my, my routine. So I hear you guys. Speaking yeah. I of- thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was because, you know, I, I I'm working. I, I basically, I, I manage comic book creators uh, and, and none of them are local. They're all over the world. The yeah. ones that we're working with for Spawn books and other books coming out through the McFarland line and image. Yeah. Um, but and I'm like, ah, oh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be that big of a change because yeah. they're all out. Of, but not being able to go and meet with collaborators in the office or see the people that are working on the toy line or or seeing Todd and and shooting an idea off of him real quick because now it's like you got to schedule stuff. Mm. Everything there's no there's there's a lot less spontaneity mm-hmm. uh, in the. Hey, what about this? What do you think about this? Got this sketch. Wouldn't this be cool if we did this? Now it's like, hey, let's schedule a meeting at seven thirty or eight thirty or whatever, and then it's like everything has to be much more formal. Yeah. Where before 
if it was just like you can run into an office and be like, I need this. Is this good? Yeah. Give me a thumbs up right now. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're rolling, we're rolling with it. And, and now it's like, uh, so I, I'm looking forward to, to getting back, like to be safe, but I am looking forward to getting back into, into the office and being able to <clears> kind of work with the other creative components there. Isn't that the plot of every uh, like zombie movie is to let the first, the people go first to see what happens. And oh yeah, then the second wave. We're like, okay, it's good. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm I'm stealing that from Sal. That was that was brilliant. Pawns go out first. We will uh, the second line on the chessboard. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and exactly. then we'll, we'll right? <laughs> with a little bit more precision. Just peek through the blinders. Nope, still not good enough. All right. <laughs> um. So, Sal, what are you drinking? Um, I have Moonlust from Anchorage Brewing. Oh, uh, nice. I picked this up yesterday. That's yeah. a hibiscus so, one, right? Hibiscus, yeah. And the color, you can actually tell if you guys want to kind of take a look at it. You can see the actual color if I get some light in here. But, yeah, it's really pinkish, kind of like a grapefruit color, really. Yeah. It's got a great taste, man. It's awesome. Um, I think this is – I'm trying to think how many hibiscus IPAs I've had, but this is probably the best one out of all of them I've had. I know I've had a few, but that's pretty good, man. Anchorage, Anchorage never lets me down, or hasn't let me down so far. So. I think my review literally said that, that this is my favorite hibiscus IPA that I've ever had. I've had a lot. Yeah, I've had a lot of hibiscus beers, uh, but this is the first. I think that was the first hibiscus IPA that I've had, and it was solid. Yeah, really Thomas, good, really good. Thomas, what yes. are you sipping over there, sir? You know, I failed the beer. It's, it is technically a beer podcast, and I failed the beer podcast today. It's a, it's a drinking uh, podcast. We're just it's a drinking podcast. All right. Well, then today <laughs> I am enjoying uh, some 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon from Substance Vineyards out of Washington State. Mm. Uh, so un, unlike I do enjoy, as, as Joey knows, I I do enjoy a lot of beer, but you know, surprisingly, I don't have the beer fridge. Mm. Uh, I don't have. I don't usually keep a ton on hand. I'll make a I'll make a beer shop run. That'll last me through the weekend or maybe the week, um, but I don't keep a ton on hand. But I do have a wine fridge that has many, oh, nice. many bottles that I try to, to get through. That's that's more of my go-to. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I remember a conversation you and I had. We were talking about The Crow. And mm-hmm. you said, I think you said like once a year you watch The Crow, you bring out the bottle of wine, and you sit down, and that's one of your favorite movies to watch. Just at least watch it once a year. Like everybody has – movies that you yeah. watch at least once like you know to get through the whole year um and that was your wine and movie pairing absolutely yeah my my wife traveled quite a bit still does obviously not right at the moment but uh traveled quite a bit for work so that was one of those movies not that she dislikes it but it was just one of those movies that if i'm up late uh oh you know what this this is that time 11 12 o'clock at night mm. i'll grab a bottle of wine and put that on and i just i that soundtrack yeah. That was that was my college years. I mean, that was that was a big that was an important part of my life at the time when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so just the visuals to it, the 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 sounds to it, the, the music to it. So yeah, so at least once a year, that'll be a, a definitely a, a pull a bottle of wine out and just sit and, and veg out and watch that. And I still to this day, if if that did not happen to Brandon Lee, I think he would have been a huge star. Oh yeah, he he. I think to, this day. To, he, to this he day, he he would have been kicking ass. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so not to change gears from that, but I am drinking a little Pool Boy Wally from uh, Rent House. Uh, One of my favorite local breweries, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so the pool the the Wally series has gotten I don't want to say better because it sounds that's not the, that's not the right word for that but it's 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 never it's, been bad yeah for it to say better it, it's gotten yeah. it I don't know how to explain it without saying better like I don't know what the word goes with that um, but it has gotten better like it's it's something where it's okay evolved. it was it was a quote unquote masterpiece and then they made it better and they said hey let's do this or whatever the hell they did I don't know I'm not a beer I'm not a brewer so I don't know what the fuck goes on behind the scenes but whatever they did fucking knock it out the park man like the, the colors on point the uh even the head was a little yellow this time around so like they did something with it with the hops to give it more more color and flavor to it overall um nice. so it was yeah. it's, it's phenomenal good yeah, it had a really good color i had one last night i drank with one last night and the color on it was amazing man it, it's really good i like it too you, so you two are on top of the, the local releases. <laughs> I, I, I missed out on stuff a lot. Uh, the Big Boy, Boy Wally is still definitely one of my favorite locals of all time. It's phenomenal beer. Yeah, it's it's a solid IPA. Um, it's a triple too, which is crazy. So all the Wally series are triples. That's a lot. Of, that's one of the things that blows people's mind, especially when I trade this beer or I send it out. This is a triple IPA. They drink it to like because obviously, you know, not obviously, but um, Renhouse doesn't put the ABVs on their cans. Which is one of the my biggest pet peeves, but I'll let it slide. But when they um, when you drink this beer, it's like, oh shit, this is the easy drinking beer. It's like a, you know, this is an easy IPA to down. What's ten and a half percent, ten percent? Are you fucking serious? Yes. <laughs> when you find out afterwards, it's like, oh shit, I just like I just like drink three of these back to back. No wonder I'm feeling it. <laughs> no wonder I'm already gone. <laughs> um, all right, so. Snyder Cut is coming, guys. Snyder Cut is coming. Finally, we did it, guys. Uh, the internet did, did it. it. The internet bullied or whatever the hell happened. Um, so Don't before... correct yourself. Don't correct yourself. That's exactly what <laughs> no, it is. No, it is. It yeah. is. Hey, listen. If it worked for Sonic, it worked for the Snyder Cut. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it definitely did. Uh, I think, uh, I think the fans had a lot of input, man. It did. It did. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to say that I'm a Zack Snyder apologist. I, I don't dislike him at all. Yeah. I'm not a super fanny. I don't dislike his movies. Um, but I'm I will certainly say I'm a comic book movie apologist because I think there are comic book movies that there there are comic book properties that I think are very difficult to transition to live action mm. because there's there's things in comics. I've worked in comics almost my whole life. There's things in comics that look good on a page and you go, man, that'd be a cool movie. But if they do it like it is on that page, you're gonna go, what the hell is this? This is horrible. And there's <laughs> been some yeah. there's been some horrible comic book movies, but I will always err on the side of it wasn't that bad. And I'm one of, I think one of the few people I enjoyed Man of Steel. I got the it, it, people are people hated the 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 snapping of Zod's neck and stuff like that. But you know this isn't the comics. It's gonna happen like that. Yeah. I enjoyed Batman Superman quite a bit. I like Jesse Eisenberg as Left Luther. I thought oh, yeah. that was I thought in, in a modern day performance, Lex Luthor isn't an industrialist. Lex Luthor is a douchey tech genius that is manipulating the world with intelligence. That's that's what it is. Just like I thought in let's be honest, in a modern day world, mm. the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, yeah. is what's going to exist today. He's gonna be a failed SoundCloud rapper that is just becoming an American terrorist against the world. That is what the Joker is going to be, not the clown prince of crime. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's, it's a dangerous precedent that studios buckled. And it was years of pressure, let's be honest. But they eventually buckled, 
but I'm excited to see what what's going to come out of it. Without but a doubt. I I do like, and I'm going to give Sal a moment to chime in real quick. I'm, I do like the fact that here are two, and I joked around about Sonic. Here are two instances so far where the people have won. The internet, mm-hmm. the people have won, right? So when the first, so for those who haven't seen the original Sonic uh, rendition or whatever you want to call it, it looks like, yeah. like shit, right? So it, it's like, it did, yeah, it it's, really did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fake it character to begin with. So why are you trying to make it look real? Let's start with that. Secondly, it, it, it's not what people want. They want, you know, regardless of how cheesy it looks or whatever it is, they want the real Sonic, right? So $5 million later, apparently, to reshoot the whole thing, Sonic came to life as the original Sonic. Um, now, $20 million later with a Snyder Cut, because apparently there's some reshoots, some changes to actually... I'm here at over 30 at this point. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's, it's over 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, and I think what they—I I was reading an article, and I think they said that they—they—they they, they weren't allowing any reshoots, or they weren't allowing the original cast to come back yeah. to do additional reshoots. It's—they gave them all the money and said, "Here, this is what it, what it's going to cost for the visual wise to get it all put together." Because I think he shot most of it. That's what it was. It's he never put it all together. So that's—I think that's what the budget is, from what I understand. But it's all, it's all he, he wanted. Yeah. He wanted to bring in the cast. He wanted to shoot more scenes, but that's I think that's where that's where they drew the line. They're like, all right, look, we already caved already, we already buckled, like you said. Don't push it. Like, don't push it pretty much though. So I want to take a step back. And we've all been craving. I mean, I don't know, I can't speak for Thomas, but I know I spoke to Sal about this, and Sal's been craving this uh Snyder cut. We've all been craving for this. So I'm gonna give Sal an opportunity first to talk. What was good and what was bad of the original version of the Justice League in 2018? 18, right? 17? 17, 17. 18? Whatever it was. Um, 18? Like Joss Whedon. Or 18. Joss Whedon. <laughs> the Joss Whedon, whatever that's, that stuff was. <laughs> uh, that's, I think, that's what the problem was, man. Like, you can definitely tell. And when I watched it, I was super psyched when it when I heard it was coming out. And then I, you know, obviously the, the stuff that happened with Snyder and his family, mm. you know, and that stuff I get, you know, all right, it, it happened during the after the post the post production and everything. So cool, I understand. But to have someone come in and just like come, you can completely tell where they put where he put his fingers and put his hands in the jar and just kind of yeah. did his own thing pretty much. Mm. And I remember going to the movie theater and I was super psyched and I saw it and then I just kind of I, I came out of there like, eh. like. <laughs> eh. like and, I, and my expectations when I sat in my seat, I was super psyched. And then, like when I left, I was just like, "Well, what happened? You know, like what happened?" But you can definitely. And I rewatched it uh, when they announced it. I think a week before they had announced that the uh-huh. Snyder Cut was coming. Um, and then I watched it again afterwards, and I, I was just like, "Man, I can't wait! I can't wait for it to come out." Um, there was the scene. I think that scene with the with the family. Um, I don't know if they were Russian or, or what oh, part yeah. of the country. Chernobyl? That was, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? But that scene you could definitely tell was put in there for like comic relief. There was a, a little part with Martha and Lois when they're talking about. I think he, she calls her thirsty or something. You can definitely tell that that was his part. Um, and it's just like it was. I thought to me he was trying a little too hard to step away from Snyder's like kind of everyone says the darkness that he brought to it. Mm. Try to bring it into like that more Marvel comicy kind of like comedy family comedy type of thing. Yeah, um, I think that's where I drew the line because I was a big fan of Man of Steel. 
Um, I loved just I loved uh, Batman versus Superman, the extended cut though. Um, and when I figured, or when I saw, you know, the director's cut or whatever, I figured, okay, they're not going to drop the ball with Justice League because obviously the extra, what I think it was thirty minutes or forty-five minutes on Batman versus Superman made that movie. That's the yeah. only version I watched. Now I only watched the, the original uh, once in theaters, and after that, once the, the actual director's or extended cut came out, yep. it's the only one I've seen ever since because it puts the story right. together so good, yeah, so good without those parts of like, whoa, what's happening here, like. Okay, why is Lois here? What's Jimmy Olsen doing over here? You know, it's all these different little things that when you first saw the movie, it's like, what? This doesn't make any sense. But when you see the extended cut, it's like, why did they drop the ball? I would have sat the extra 45 minutes in there, dude. Absolutely. Uh, Endgame was what, three hours? So I had a problem sitting in there. We're we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that comparison, right? You jumped ahead. I I wanted to. I want to still talk about that. Hold hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. So, Sal, you mentioned a lot of things you didn't like about it. As far as the J- Justice League movie, I would say JLA. I keep like oh, <laughs> muscle memory. Dude, uh, dude. <laughs> uh, so the Justice League movie, you say you didn't like. What it, did you like? What did you walk away saying? At least this was good. At least this was all right. What was it that, that stuck to you? Uh, one of the things I did like a lot was the Flash. I think the Flash, the, the way they portrayed him a little bit. Um, I was still a little iffy on Ezra Miller. Um, once I saw it a little, a couple more times, you know, I was like, "All right, this guy, he's, he's a good Flash." You know, mm. um, there was that. Some of some of the scenes um, with Wonder Woman, I think, was was actually really good. Um, where she like that very beginning part, uh, where she comes in and she's whooping ass. Those what are I think they were like terrorists or whatever. Yep, um, the bank scene, I like that. whatever that was. Really good. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, Alfred, I think Alfred in that movie was actually pretty awesome too. Um, I forgot the guy, Jeremy Irons, right? Yep. That, yeah, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. I, I wish we got more Jeremy Irons, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, that. definitely. Because I, I loved him and BVS, and he was awesome in Justice League too. His little, yeah. his little side comments was like classic Alfred to me, yep. like in the comics. You know, he's dropping those little zingers in there to Bruce, and <laughs> it's fucking awesome. So there, there's those little things that I did like, but like. As I watch it, and I keep rewatching, and I kept rewatching, and I was like, "Man, this, I, I don't, re- I didn't really, I didn't feel satisfied." I should say, I okay. didn't feel satisfied enough to where it was like this. This, I, I, and I always thought it afterwards, it's like, "Man, what could have been with the Snyder cut? Like, if they let this come out, like, you know, they dropped the ball big time." Um, so I was, like I said, it. I was super happy, super happy when they announced it. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. I, you were, it, you enjoyed it, but you weren't satisfied by uh-huh. it. Exactly. Yeah. Because I felt like there could have been more. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, man, this could have been so much better. It could have been such a great thing. And and they just dropped the ball. I just wanted more Superman. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So same question. Same questions, right? Thomas, good and bad. What were the good? What were the bad? Uh, like I said, I know, I know unpopular opinion, but man, I love Jesse Eisenberg as, as Luther in that. Um, I didn't think I I thought there was not enough Superman in that. I, I like Henry Cavill and I liked I like his banter with Clark. I mean, between Clark and Bruce, mm-hmm. I like yeah. that a lot. I thought they have a, I think they have a good personality. I think that works well together. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my favorite film version of Batman is Ben Affleck's Batman. Oh yeah, I think the I think the suit looks phenomenal. I think the way that they 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 have him fighting and moving is phenomenal because it's just like the Batman Arkham Asylum video game series. Yeah, he fights like that. I'm kind of bummed. That they they started this out with him being older Batman. I can already. see that. 
they they had to push they pushed that because they were really doing that Dark Knight Returns esque type thing. Mm-hmm. I wish because he's not that old. He could have gotten a couple of more years out of him. Yeah. But um, I I like the dynamic, and I agree with you. Ezra Miller was not sold on him when I first saw it when they showed that little bit in like in Batman vs Superman mm-hmm. at the end because he he had like. I think at that point he still had like a ponytail and this like yes, scruffy. You're like, this is not Barry Allen. And obviously he cleaned up for it. Yeah. Um, but I like his his kind of manic ADHD because his brain's constantly firing like that as well. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. I never bit. thought about that. That's a good way to look and, at it. And Jason Momoa, love him, man. Uh, awesome, I love awesome Aquaman. As an actor, I've gotten to interview him before. He's a cool dude. I think he's a great role in Aquaman and I think having him in that movie, especially the scene when they're fighting at the monument. Yeah. And everyone ever oh, like freaking out, yeah. Because <laughs> Superman lands and I think both Wonder Woman, Batman, and Aquaman, I think all have the same opinion of, oh I could take him. <laughs> and it just goes to it goes to hell immediately. Um, yeah. so I think yeah, I think there's pot is but yeah, I agree with you now. I, I hadn't looked at it like that way. So I think it's a great analogy. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't satisfied. And I've ne- I've never been a pro Snyder Cut thing because of most of the time, and, it, and maybe it's the, the career path I've chosen, mm. I'm going to side on the side of creators. This is what they chose to produce. You don't get to tell me what the ending of my novel is going to be because mm. it's my True. story. And I looked at it as, even though it's a huge corporation owned by a billion-dollar corporation, I looked at it as this was DC's vision. I'm not saying it was a great vision, mm. but this is what they chose to put out. Because now you've got people going, release the, the air cut of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Release the Revenge yeah. of the Sith cut Don't. of the Phantom <laughs> Don't all jump ahead people, of me. <laughs> all these people are now, they, they feel entitled. All the fans of these properties feel entitled where it's mm. like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the easy critic. There are very few movies that I, or TV shows that I'm going to go, I hated it. I'll always be like, yeah, it was okay. So I'm willing to just be like, hey, that wasn't a home run. That's okay. Not every Marvel movie was a home run, mm-hmm. but if you if you judge the the entirety of it, if you judge from Iron Man to Endgame, it's amazing content. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think that if DC would have just stayed the course, they could have had a library that would have been considered amazing. And I think, uh, like what you said, a, a lot of the fan backlash too. It's 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 kind of fifty fifty because Man of Steel got a lot of bad backlash, and I think that kind of swayed um, Warner Brothers or DC to kind of like, all right, like we thought this was a good idea, but maybe let's lighten it up a little bit. Maybe that's what happened to BVS, where they cut out a lot of the stuff um, and shortened it out, and you know, ultimately that's maybe what happened with Justice League. So I think yeah. it's like. 50 at the same time too because they'll listen to like of course like the diehards like us that will say something like they'll release the snyder cut and everybody that was down for that movement but at the same time they'll hear like some some little negative things and enough people chatter about some that little negative things oh it was too dark i didn't like that superman killed somebody and you know it's like okay yeah you know he's got a point you guys let, let's lighten it up let, let, let's not go this dark path uh, and maybe let's you know let's cut this out this and that's where you start like chopping stuff up and and like you said, they didn't. If they would have stayed the course, I think ultimately we would have had like an awesome, awesome trilogy. And, and I, you know I, I have to say, go ahead. Go ahead. I was say, we, we very likely might now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have to say that 
I am, and I'm glad that we're all having this conversation, right? We're talking about Man of Steel all the way to Justice League, right? So we're not saying Justice League alone. We're saying that there is a path that Snyder chose. And in this path, it was to say, here's the the, the transition, right? Um, and, and through that, obviously, Dave, David Ayer had his uh, Suicide Squad. Um, I, feel, I feel like I'm missing something. Or was that it? No, that was it for the... So it was uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, and then Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that was a great transition, in my opinion. That was a good uh, way to, to progress the storyline. And it was one of those things where the stories felt like a comic, right? Where it wasn't the movies, I should say. The movies felt like a comic. So it wasn't so much as... Hey, this is in Superman only universe, right? So, for example, like when we talk about the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, obviously we start with Iron Man. This is Iron Man's quote unquote universe because Iron Man started it, and because of Iron Man, there's this whole arc now of movies that came out, and everything revolves some way or another around Iron Man. Even the fucking Spider Man movies are around Iron Man. Yeah. Right. So even when, uh, Incredible Hulk did too at the end, remember? Yeah, Iron Man came, yeah, yeah. He came in and you know he said, "Hey, I'm forming a team." All that bullshit. Yeah, agreed. Good point. Thanks for bringing that back to <clears throat> reminding me of that shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> even the even the Hulk, we didn't get any more. We got the the Thomas that loves Hulk. The Ruffalo Hulk. <laughs> Thomas loves Stop Ruffalo. Hulk. <laughs> you got the bitch Hulk. But anyway, moving forward. Uh, <laughs> this is DC. So. Um, we, we, you know, we went from, hey, here's Superman starting it off, but we have another movie, Batman vs. Superman, which is introducing everybody else, but it's not a Superman sequel, but it continues the Superman story, which is what I liked, mm-hmm. right? And again, reading comics for as long as, you know, I have and you guys have, you know that a lot of these stories tie in together that are not connected directly. And even they'll even have a little uh, I don't know what that's called and forgive me a little asterisk yeah say yeah. reference reference, <laughs> reference comic blah 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 you know page of you know it'll it'll say hey this is this is if you want to know the backstory behind this conversation go to this comic right so that's great I love that it had that element to it and when I got to Justice Justice League I was like okay it's gonna tie everything together everything's gonna come to you know everything's gonna you know kind of make sense. Um, I like the beginning, the beginning. I don't know if that was edited or if that was an original Snyder thing or whatnot, but that felt very normal in my opinion. The beginning of the movie where he finds the, uh, uh, parademon, Parademon. uh, he finds a parademon. He says, Oh, he senses your fear type of shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, that felt, that felt very natural. Like, okay, you're going with the comics. I love that. Yeah. And they made it look like the Tim Burton version of gotham yes gotham, yeah yeah that was a fun nod exactly and had ace chemicals you had the what was that called the uh the the, the janus uh you will get used to janus steelworks ace chemicals ace chemicals in the background yeah it was a whole bunch of like easter eggs in that first what five minutes not even like it wasn't even 10 minutes into the movie it was great and i was like okay let's you got my attention let's go and as I watched it more and more to your points, it felt like if this movie came out before Avengers, it would be a hit. Yes. Mm-hmm. But because Avengers, Avengers, Avengers 
did it first. They were like, oh, we're here already. We kind of did this this line. We did this scene and we did this whatever. It killed it. And so I can understand where the uh, Warner Brothers producers or movie, oh, not producers, excuse me, the executives, excuse me, uh, they want to say, oh, let's make this, let's do that, let's do this, let's do that, whatever. But as now, going back to what you said, I forget who said it, oh, Endgame was a three hours long or whatever it is. Now it's like, shit. I'm kicking myself in the ass right now because I could have had that Endgame-esque or even Infinity War-esque closing or, or situation. But now because I, I, I bit off more than I can chew or whatever it was, now I'm fucked. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what happened. They had an opportunity to beat Marvel at the distance, at the long distance game, I guess, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because a lot of the Marvel movies, what, two, two and a half hours max? Yeah. yeah, I think around that time, yeah. So, and then Endgame was, uh, Infinity War and Endgame were about three, three and a half hours, I think, right? Give or take? Yeah. And so, you know, DC or Warner Brothers had an opportunity to say, hey, we're going to beat you. We're going to show you the full story of everything. And then we're going to make it four hours long, three and a half hours long, or whatever it is. Which is why, to Sal's point earlier, he, he we, we only watch the ultimate cut. I think it's called the ultimate cut, right? Yeah, the ultimate a, cut. Yeah, a Batman vs Superman. We only, we only want it, now. We want to see the four hour long Snyder cut, you know. Um, and 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 you know the I like the fact that they recognize their mistakes. By they, I mean Warner Brothers. You, you guys are changing my opinion on this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're making very good, valid points because, like you said, maybe maybe it was DC. Not just buckling the fans. Maybe it was them saying, look, our universe right now, if they're looking at their universe, you know, they were planning on doing a Marvel-esque universe. Mm. And then all this shit hit the fan. And now they're kind of like, well, the the, the same universe, but we're not necessarily going to acknowledge the other stuff in Aquaman 2 or Wonder Wonder Woman 2 or or the other stuff. And maybe this is their way of trying to write it. Um, Their problem that I foresee is now we saw this right before – uh, a couple of about an hour before we started recording was mm. Henry Cavill now back in talks to to come back. I'm not there yet, bro. You're jumping ahead. I'm not even there. Yet. <laughs> what, what do you do about what do you do about Robert Pattinson as Batman and Bat and Ben Affleck as Batman? We'll get to that. There's, slow down. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this, bro. You're killing my oh, whole man. segment. Sorry, you're yeah, killing bro. my. we're gonna go back what what were your thoughts on jesse eisenberg uh i i i loved his cockiness the uh the jolly rancher in the mouth scene was a little too extra for me but i get what they were trying to deliver i get what they were trying to get across you know um hey do what you want I'm invincible because I'm rich and I'm smart as fuck. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's exactly what, you know, a, a Lex Luthor of this age would be. He, he was the, he was the anti Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. He oh, was that, at more right. as Tony really Stark. Funny. Yeah. But he was a dick. <laughs> so he, Tony Stark. Because he, hadn't, <laughs> because he hadn't learned his lesson. Tony Stark was, 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 was a douche. 
He was Tony Stark without a conscience because Tony yeah. Stark had a conscience, but he absolutely had no conscience. So he was yeah. just, a, like you said, a total well, douchebag. What happened if Lex Luthor okay. got kidnapped and thrown in a cave? It would have been a little different. Yeah, exactly. He would have been a different person, but he wasn't. He stayed entitled, he stayed rich, and became racist because here was some. Towards aliens. Aliens. Well, we don't know. Let's be clear. <laughs> but it's it's the but he became he became speciest because it was somebody that could do something that he couldn't. So mm-hmm. he felt entitled. I should be able to do that. Why does he get to do that and I don't? You know what's He's interesting that. is that I think they capture that, and I'm going to spoil some of the some of the uh, Arrowverse stuff for people out there. I think they captured that in the uh, crossover universe mm-hmm. when they brought back Clark from Smallville. Yes. When he said he gave up his powers mm-hmm. for his family. And I see you drinking that Timbo slice. I am. <laughs> Sorry. I got, I got, I got drawn. Oh, there goes Tim. Cause I know the guy. Anyway. Um, so when uh, I forget the guy's name from 16 candles and, John Cryer, that guy. When Let's he, just say also John Cryer, greatest Lex Luthor. Yes, period. no, agreed, hundred percent. Oh yeah, and I and I saw a reference that he was in Superman three, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, four. <laughs> or two, four, you whatever. Superman four, one of the Christopher Reeves one. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, four, four, like <laughs> five thousand of them. <laughs> uh, but yes, he was in that movie, uh, but he brought it back. And when they brought back Smallville Clark, and he's like, you know, you really gave this shit up, and you're, you know, you could have been a god. Like, what the hell? And he said, yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, like, screw it. This is my family. This is what comes first. I I like that. You know, back to your point. I like that, you know, that they said, hey, we can can feed off of this. And and they made it into the the TV show. Um, So that was pretty cool for me. Um, I do like the fact that there was always this jealousy aspect of Lex Luthor versus, you know, Superman, yes. where it's like kind of underlying. It's not 100 percent like said, but it's one of those things where you tell you can tell that's that's the reason for his actions. He hates Superman because he can do things that he can't do. He hates yeah. Superman that because, you know, he has all these powers and he does and he chooses to be, quote unquote, a Boy Scout when he could be a god amongst, you know everybody else Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know how much thomas you know about the injustice series but i know sal follows it there was a change i believe if i if i if i remember serving correctly where where um lex goes oh shit now i know why he didn't go that far with his powers because he could be you know this crazy ruler or whatever the hell it is Mm -hmm. and you know It, it was good to see that. It's good to see that, you know, full circle, I guess you could say, is what I'm trying, what I'm trying to say. Um, that one, it started in the movies, and then two, it ended up in the uh, TV show. But it's one of those things where regardless of whether, what platform or what media uh, it happens, that's something they both go back and forth with. Yeah, yeah. I always love the dynamic that Lex Luthor made it, made it his mission to prove that no matter Superman, all these powers, like you're a god, I'm going to beat you. I will find a way to beat you. And I am going to beat you. I think one of one of my favorite stories between their dynamic was uh, Red Sun. I was just um, going to reference that, and I knew you were going to say that. His whole <laughs> life, dude, his whole life, just trying to find little ways 
And he's like, uh, he's playing the chess. He's playing the fucking chess game. You know, 10 years later, he'll move a piece. Like, all right. And then finally, you know, checkmate. And I think that dynamic was like, is like one of the best, I think, as far as a comic book line or storyline was in the end. And if anybody hasn't seen it, obviously, spoiler alert, but where it, it turns out that, you know, Superman has become a descendant of Lex Luthor. And it kind of like throws it back. You know, we get that story of Krypton and how it blew up. But technically it was Earth. It was, you know, he was the descendant from Lex Luthor, the smartest man on the world, because he beat Superman. It but, is, that is one of those books that it's it's old. It's 10 or 15 years old at this point. That is an evergreen read. If you are a comic oh. book fan and you came into the comic book store when I was managing a comic book store, what do I need to get as a gift? That is that is easily in the top five books. Yeah. Such a great book. Such a great storyline. Yeah. Do you know? You don't need to know history. Do you know who Superman is? <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. Here you go. Start to finish story. One of the greatest Superman stories of all time, and he's the villain for the majority of it. Yeah, he is. That's that's. Yeah. A, I mean, he, he, he is Comrade so Batman. How great is Comrade Batman? Oh yeah, oh, that's, we got too far. <laughs> that's it's one, one of my, my favorite, favorite Batmans. Batman. Oh yeah, exactly. Batman. He's got the hat too. He's got the little hat with the ears hat. side and the ear flaps. Ear flaps. Dude, has the ear flaps. Oh, but yeah, I love Lex Luthor in in Justice League. Um, not Justice League. I'm sorry, but Batman versus Superman. I thought he was great. Um, his his whole. I think uh, Eisenberg, the way that he took on the role, I think was. Um, it was a lot of Alexander Luthor, and I think that's who he was, right? It was Alexander Luthor in, yeah. in, in, the, in the actual movie because he kept talking about how his dad did all this and you yep. know all yep. this other stuff. He kind of referenced it, but I thought he embodied it amazingly all the way up until the end, where you know the very end scene where he's in prison and Batman comes to see him. But throughout that whole movie, I, that was one of my one of the good things that I liked about that movie too was Lex Luthor. I know he got a lot of backlash, but to me, I thought he did a great job. He was phenomenal in that. Movie. Yeah, I love it. The way that he portrayed the character yeah. was great. I mean, if what's his name? Uh, I forget the. Oh my god, I'm drawing blanks. I should have been prepared. Uh, but the guy who played Lex Luthor in the first Superman movie, Christopher Reeves. Uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene yes. Hackman. There yeah, there you go. If Gene Hackman can pull off the whole realtor bullshit. <laughs> I know. I know. People like come on. You, your your childhood brings back a perfect view of that memory i remember in, in batman versus superman the scene when he goes to save martha and or maybe it was before before saving martha anyway but he's got the bat jet and he's like just lighting up the warehouse with machine gun fire it's like that people are like batman doesn't kill him like have you watched tim burton's batman at some point he drives <laughs> Batmobile for the sole purpose of delivering an explosive device yeah. <laughs> while people are working there entire chemical company <laughs> That the the thugs that wasn't even their hideout. They just happened to be there at the time. <laughs> he murdered the entire gang, and he was smart enough to not be in the car while he did it. It wasn't like, oh no, I need to escape. He sent the car in on remote just to deliver the bomb. Hold on, hold on, hold up. That is literally that man does kill. Now that we're having this conversation, I'm gonna nerd out really hard right now, and that was exactly the the argument in Clerks. About the stormtroopers and the fucking uh, the Death Star blowing up. That they're just oh, contractors. Man. Yeah, the contractors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They were like, they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. They just went in there, got a job. 
That's hilarious. One of my one of my favorite parts. Custodial services. Yeah. <laughs> how many stormtroopers you know how to install a water main? <laughs> yeah, but that's it. So yeah, so I always felt like the argument, and again, I get it. I grew up watching the Christopher Reeve movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously he did not kill in those movies but the, the tim burton batmans they push the limit on what batman does yeah um, but for people to call back and harken back to that stuff it's like you have to admit uh, you have to separate the movies from the comics but even in the comics batman has allowed people to die but yeah. the movies in the comics have to be a different thing so batman causing the death of a few people due to explosive rounds coming from the black back plane it's it's if it needs that oh you cut out uh oh did we lose him is it there he back there he goes I'm back yeah <laughs> uh, apparently the internet Bro, is now like, the voice the truth marvel's listening guys <laughs> yeah apparently i'm being, being hack your feet man <laughs> I think Todd's a little mad that you called me the CEO. Uh, Before we move on, one of my favorite scenes in Batman versus Superman back to Lex Luthor was uh, when, uh, I forgot her name, but the senator, when she's giving that speech in the oh, courtroom. The piss, piss and tea. And uh, the grandma's peach tea, and it's the piss in the cup, and she kind Children. of turns it and looks at it, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite parts in that whole movie. That, man. It's, it's and so great. and the, look, the look on Henry Cavill's face. Yes. Oh, when you realize it. Great yeah. emote there. Just that uh, there's nothing I can do to save these people nope. as fast as I am. The, the utter sorrow from that phenomenal scene. You're the flame, yeah, right. when he's in the flames after the blew, the bomb blew yeah. up, and he's like, like why, I, why? Like, you can just tell, yeah. The emotion he, on his face in that scene, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah he embodied that, man. He embodied that. I caused this. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is, I, 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 I let this, why? I played into I this. I played into this. I was, I could have stopped this. I could have, um, I I wasn't thinking ahead, whereas Lex was. And that's one of the things where, you know, you can't help but, uh, I don't want to say adore Lex, but you have to like say, shit, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you want to get at your actual, actual, you want to make somebody realize, hey, you can't fuck with me, regardless how strong you are, that's the way to do it. I think uh, I, I don't know if it was Batman or Lex and, and Red Sun, where it's like with all the powers you have in the world, you're you underestimated the power of the human mind. I think that was uh, like, Red Sun. Uh, yeah, that was Red Sun. I can't remember if it was Batman it was or Lex who said it in there. Yeah, that was the, that was the scene where he uh, turned on. It's from that book too, where he tells him, yeah, where he tells him, well, you have all this power in the world, and you know you can stop all these things, but one thing you underestimated was the power of the human mind. So. And that was a scene right before he flipped on, or right after, excuse me, he flipped on the red light, the red sun switch, the lights, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he showed, he said, oh yeah, your sun, you're strong because of are yellow UV rays, but red UV rays weaken you or make you normal. Guess what? <laughs> Take that, bro. <laughs> um, so we've talked a lot about how the Snyder Cut is the beacon of light along with Shazam and potentially the, and not potentially, but also the Joker. Um, I think we can all agree. How do you guys that, feel right? about that? Ayer. What was that? The air cut that they're there. I, I think it got approved now, right? Or I'm not sure. I have to look back into it. But Everybody, everybody's winning. Thing. Everybody's going back to it now. So the air cut was like one of those, Hey, Snyder cut this. Let's do the air cut. But then like air cut was like really small, but now that Snyder cut got approved air cuts becoming a now trending 
situation. Yeah, I think it's, it's moving now. It's got a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of more motion behind it. I didn't so. dislike Suicide Squad. I didn't I still, either. That's the thing. Still, my only, my only, my only problem with that was the fact that they did cut out a lot of the Joker scenes. We yeah. only saw, I think, what five minutes tops the whole that whole movie. Yeah, we saw Joker in total about five minutes, give or take. But yeah, give or take around that time. But uh, I was reading some of the things online. Like there was an extended scene with him and um, Common. Um, I think he plays Tattoo or Tattoo Man or somebody. That where he convinces him to kill him, like himself, pretty much. So there was a lot yeah. of Joker stuff that was cut out, and that was that was the only thing. Like I liked the movie. Don't get me wrong, I didn't dislike the movie. Like you said, I didn't hate it. It was enjoyable. I liked it. The only my only thing was there could have been a, there there should have been a lot more Joker because the way they pushed the movie was there was going to be a lot more Joker. Yeah, and, and I feel it, like that it was kind of a, a to me as a fan as an actor fan, Jared Leto is one of my favorite actors. I think every role that he's been in, I've I've loved, and he's sm- killed every fucking role that he's ever been. He's fucking phenomenal. Did you so like just to be able? Did you like be able to? See did you like an American Psycho? Yeah. He was, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to just I throw mean, that in there. He was an incredible victim in American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> in, uh, in Fight Club, he was just a beautiful face that I wanted to destroy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's such a great like in, in every role that I've seen him play. Like he he does the best, and like I was just a little disappointed in that that he didn't get his shine. I don't know. He felt the same way. Obviously, we saw all the stuff that let's, he was putting. Let's out Let's save the Morbius days. talk for another episode, please. There's a whole <laughs> lot of Morbius stuff I can, we can get to. And I wonder what you guys think about this because obviously the Joker's been on on film many times. You've you've got you know the original stuff from the the early serials, Caesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, who most people are going to say, oh, the greatest Joker of all time. <laughs> I, I enjoyed I enjoyed all of them. Jared Leto's Joker. Is the is the first one though mm-hmm. that if I was just a normal dude in that situation, I would be terrified of. Yeah, he's the first one that's scary. Um, yeah, like I scene- met him in in somewhere like in some random club. If I saw him and he came up to, I would be terrified of the guy. Like, like, I would yeah, be- like the scene when the, the, the prison guard is gambling and they take him to the back room. I loved that scene because it establishes without saying anything how scary the Joker is because he walks in behind him and he just puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, what are you doing? Oh God. And like <laughs> absolute fear. And I felt like he was the only scary Joker. The scene with Common is great. Common, I think, is an incredible actor. I want to yeah, see yeah. more stuff. Yeah. And you you can see like he's this he's what a hundred pounds more than Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it in the eyes on his face. Yeah, he's like, whoa, whoa, get off me, girl. No, no, no. This was you, man. Like, there's fear there. And I thought that was the first time I saw that portrayal. Um, Batman Begins, uh, not Batman Begins, Batman Returns Joker uh, was great. But you're not afraid of him. He's just the anarchist. He's just the crazy loon that you don't know what to do. He's a guy with a gun, or maybe he's a guy with a knife, but you're not scared. Jared Leto's character, I felt he was the one that personified the most evil and I, terrifying of the Jokers. I, I think uh, Jared Leto's Joker, to your point, uh, and you went way off topic, but okay, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I'm about half a bottle in. So. If Todd can deal with it, I can deal with it. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
Jared Leto Joker, I think he had time to marinate, quote unquote. And what I mean by that is Heath Ledger Joker showed up on the scene. Jack Nicholson Joker showed up on the scene, right? Just randomly, overnight, like, boom, I'm now the Joker. Whereas Jared Leto's Joker, he had time to marinate, build a reputation, and actually be a force to be reckoned with like time and time again. Which is why a lot of the shit that he has, the tattoos, the, the fucked up teeth, you know, everything else, is something that a lot of the moviegoers don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where... You know, uh, David Ayer did a good job, but he also, I don't know if he, I don't know what extra stuff will lead to this, but he also left out some stuff as well for the new moviegoers. And maybe this was, this maybe this movie wasn't meant for new moviegoers or mo- new movie comic people or whatever you want to call this, it. This is a deep cut movie. This was a comic book Wednesday, picking up your new books, comic book fan movie. Yeah. My wife enjoyed it simply because I got to go, this is who this person is and this is why they're cool. And then <laughs> they, I felt that this had some really inspired casting as well. Even Will but, Smith, but Deadshot, Deadshot had, had more backstory. If, they, if Joker was given the same quote-unquote backstory as Deadshot was, I think it would have had, had a bigger effect. Absolutely could have. Absolutely. Yeah, good. That, that was my only gripe. Is like they they pushed the, they pushed the Joker a lot so much in the marketing, and then when you finally saw the movie, it's like, okay, like where is he? Like that was <laughs> yeah. my expectation. Like I I went in there looking for the Joker. Like I was like, don't I, don't get me wrong. I love the Suicide Squad, and I love you know Harley Quinn and Will Smith as that child. But I I'm a big Joker fan first of all, so I was going in there ready to see a lot of Joker. And then when when there was so much, there was just so little of it. I was just like, man, you guys just like pushed him this whole time and now it's like you you kind of robbed me baby. yeah that's how i and, I, and don't get me wrong i love the movie and and I, I like i said i wasn't disappointed in it it was just like, that was my only thing it's like he did i they didn't give him justice obviously they cut out a lot of his stuff and but the way that they had pushed that movie was oh, yes. hey joker's in this movie come see this movie joker's in here yeah, and when you finally get there, it's like oh, it was man. a little bait and switch. Yeah, and then you hear all the behind the scenes stuff that Jared Leto's kind of insane, and he's mailing dead chickens to people. And all <laughs> kinds of- that, that was, that's, that's why I was excited because he. I didn't even hear of that actor. right now. I didn't know that. But you about that? Look at the. Look at also, was also a method actor, and a lot, like you said, a lot of people revere his Joker as being the best ever. But he was a great method actor as well. So to be able to. to the, that the, the fact that they cut out Leto, all his scenes, but knowing that he kind of had that same mentality as Ledger, like the way that they both approach acting and the way they both approach getting in those roles, I felt like it could have been so great. Like, but uh, obviously we didn't get it. Hopefully we will get it, and hopefully there's enough push on it that they release all those extra scenes. But uh, it's funny, somebody uh, I think it was my brother-in-law. He says uh, he told me uh, we were talking about this a couple days ago, and he's like, "Yeah, man, the music video that they had for Suicide Squad had yeah. a lot more Joker than the actual movie." <laughs> and I was like, "You're right." I, I totally forgot about that. I was like, "You're fucking right." Like it had way more Joker than the actual movie. Yeah. So, AT and T, who now, and my, I, I think I read this correctly, owns Warner Brothers, and is the reason why we're getting the Snyder Cut. They're giving the fans what they want. Obviously, they they said, "Hey, we're doing the HBO Max thing," which I already signed up for. The moment they said that Snyder Cut was coming to HBO Max, even though it's a year away from now, I'll go, I'll go fuck. I'm signing up for it. 
Um, <laughs> should Disney Marvel should be should they be worried? So we referenced Marvel a few times. We did reference the whole their cinematic universe and what Endgame and Infinity War. Well, before you say no, we, there's there's no more Thanos. Okay, so okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying the future of Marvel. Yes. So okay. should they be worried? Is there is there a, a a character or an arc that they can kind of like? Okay, we had this whole arc going on because of Thanos from phase one or whatever the fuck it is and now you know marvel or at&t i'm sorry sorry at&t said is now saying hey what do you guys want you want the snyder cut boom you got the snyder cut you know yeah um, and feel- then with uh shazam introducing spider superman spider-man superman at the very end spoiler alert <laughs> um and joker being- face, yeah now, wait, wait, he's back stop, stop jumping ahead <laughs> man wait <laughs> Um, I want the cattle cut of Shazam. Yes. Yeah. Where That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but let's go back. So. They'll digitally add it on there. Joker. Joker did great. Shazam did great. Should Marvel be worried? Is Marvel have anything to lose when it comes down to what AT&T, WB, DC is giving? All these fucking acronyms. Is giving to the fans. I think that one. I think you, you can't. I think it. I think it's disingenuous to the comic book fans to include Joker in that. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. They slapped the title on a remake of Taxi Driver. The Wayne murder yeah. was in there. The Wayne's murder was in there. I'm not saying it's not. It was a great. Movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, thought, I agree. Yeah. Well, I, 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 didn't I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Phoenix's performance was phenomenal. There's no way that that's ever going to fit into a DC cinematic universe. Yeah. It was no, I totally long. agree. If you take the, the, the title, it is Taxi Driver. If you yeah. take away the title, it's Taxi Driver. That's the movie. The movie is Taxi Driver. Uh, Travis Bickle was a different character, in my opinion. He wasn't He wasn't imagining things. It was very similar, but I don't know if we can say it's exactly the same thing. No, it's not. I'm not saying now, it's exactly. Is it, yeah, are there it's elements exactly. of it? You know, the sprinkle, yeah, the, the elements of the promise of the whole, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> part of... That's never going to be part of, of of DC's superhero movies. That's the can, all the canon. Yeah, I guess so you should say. I'm not worried about canon. I'm just saying they're superhero movies. So, so no, I would say no. I mean, like, let's just relegate that to the Netflix series. Like, they're not necessarily going to do any crossovers. Um, I think that we're going to see Marvel, who's on a huge high right now. I think we're going to see them stumble a little bit. Mm. I think they felt that they've got enough momentum they're going to start doing some experimental stuff stuff that personally i'm excited to see because i'm that deep dive nerd Mm -hmm. i'm excited for shang chi because he's an incredibly cool character is the general public ready for shang chi i don't know they weren't ready for iron fist so i don't know that they're ready for shang chi (laughs) Uh, but that being said i think that they have 20 movies of stability with now that they've been able to call who's they who's they Marvel. Okay. Because they've been able to put all these movies out, and there's been some that have been huge hits. There's been some that have been eh, not my favorite of the series, but they've been able to cull out them. So they've got these, and Marvel did this with comics back in the mid-2000s, where they had a bunch of creators Mm. that were just high off of books. Matt Fraction and Brian Michael Bendis and Jonathan Hickman. 
these guys were like they were calling them the architects of marvel because even though they weren't writing all the books they had the creative vision to shape the marvel universe but now you've got guys like taika watini you've got like guys like james gunn even though he is doing suicide squad he's always going to be known for the guardians of the galaxy so they've got these guys that are going to be able to help kind of steer that ship they're not necessarily going to be the directors of these movies mm-hmm. but they're going to be able to be the think tank that's going to do it. so i think marvel's going to have a couple of missteps yeah. with some oddball stuff but the second they decide to really really reintroduce the x-men really reintroduce yeah. fantastic four game over that's I what think, i was going to get to yeah yeah i think dc has some really really cool characters concepts and movies mm. but they have yet to really embrace the the singular universe because i think with a big corporation like at&t or warner brothers looking over them they're like oh uh just like didn't do good uh new batman uh yeah. batman now new batman well now how does that fit how does your joker movie fit where marvel's just like nope it's all the same our tv shows on different networks it's all the same universe and we're gonna we're gonna bite the bullet even if it sucks we're gonna keep pushing that course and eventually they created something really really impressive mm-hmm. i think dc is going that route especially if they're willing to listen to fans and do the snyder cut potentially do the air cut i think they're realizing this is the way to go but they're gonna have a few years to have to catch up because don't get me wrong i'm super excited we talked about this last time i was on i'm super excited for robert pattinson's batman Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not the same, same Batman that's coming out in your Snyder cut. And if that does incredibly balls to the walls, incredible, and they get five billion subscribers for HBO Max and make a ton of money on that, are they going to go back to Ben Affleck and say, "Screw you, Robert Pattinson"? It's just going to make them look weird again because they keep dropping the ball before uh, everything settles. I, 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 I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just so we're clear, that's not. The Joker was a one-time thing, right? No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, but the Robert Pattinson Batman could be the same thing. It could, it could be a, one-time, be a one-shot thing. type of thing. But would Marvel do the thing with this one shot Iron Man movie? Well, yeah. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So before it time, That's before Sal, I know you're gonna I know you're gonna need to buy Sal. Give me a second. The one thing that I like about the Arrowverse and the cross the the, the uh what was it? The uh Crisis Infinite yes. One thing they did was they showed, hey, we have multiple universes that tie in. And and they made that very clear. So it could be, hey, Ben Affleck and Pattinson are two different Batmans. Absolutely. They're not the same. You saw who showed up on that, right? You saw your friend Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe, he was on there. They yeah. have established that. I understand. They've intertwined it already. Yeah, yeah. they said they, they introduced they introduced the bat the Michael Keaton's Batman into that universe as well. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. totally yeah. fine, and I and I get that. But if you're gonna say, then don't say DCEU. That's my thing. Is the 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 thing is the DCEU? Uh. Like I said, they, <laughs> they they decided at the very beginning, and I think this is what fucked them up at the end. At, and right now, where we're at now is that they saw Marvel and they're like. We don't want that. We want to be different, and we're gonna be different, and that's why we got what we got. But now, now that I think like they've seen the success, it's like, okay, maybe we dropped the ball. Maybe we fucked up. Maybe we were so like, maybe let's kind of get try to get back into that. How can we do it? Well, hey, let's release the Snyder Cut. Maybe we'll get like you said. Maybe we'll get enough money. We'll make enough money where we can bring back Ben Affleck back, where we can bring back. Obviously, they did already. They brought back Avil, 
they can slow down, bro. Slow down. <laughs> and I feel like they they kind of they tried so hard to not be Marvel at this point that they want to be it so bad that they want that same universe. Yeah. That that's why we got Crisis, and that's why they kind of mesh those whole worlds together. That's why we got Ezra Miller's Flash in there because they're trying to establish that now. But at the beginning, they dropped the ball because they had that part. They yeah. could have done it all. They could have meshed it all together, but they wanted so hard not to be Marvel. They didn't want to be compared. They didn't want to be the same. They didn't want fans saying, oh, you guys are just following the blueprint The blueprint that Marvel laid out. And I think they tried so hard to get away from that. And then ultimately they realized, shit, like, you know, we kicked ourselves in our own asses because now we're kind of we're going to that. We're kind of going to do that. So and I, I think, think that's kind of like where they're trying to them to strike. This is a yeah. great time. Endgame's the hype for Endgame is wearing off now. You've got new movies that have been pushed back. Now's the time for them to strike. If they come out strong, uh-huh. this is going to be huge. This could be huge for DC. I want them to succeed. Don't get me wrong, um, yeah. because again, I think that the movies that are coming out for Marvel, I think that we're going to see some people kind of be like. I'm over Marvel. I want something different. It all they they feel yeah. similar. There's gonna be some that are huge successes. When Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out, it's gonna be massive. That's gonna Thor Love yeah. and Thunder. Oh, Jane Thor, and you're gonna have Beta Ray Bill, maybe, and it's gonna be huge. But I we're, we might see some of these smaller ones that people go, eh, I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll see the TV shows do. But, I think yeah. that's gonna help. That'll help. That'll help maintain that. I think the Loki show is gonna be do really well. WandaVision, maybe we'll see how it goes. But that's supposed to also tie in to Doctor Strange and stuff like that. Just give me a goddamn Moon Knight TV show, man. That's all, man. <laughs> give me the mutant. That's where. That's where you were going with this, right? That's where you. <laughs> the only reason I'm on here is to say I want Moon Knight. I think we're gonna get him. They're pushing him hardcore in Marvel right now. So, okay, so Moon Knight is a great transition into not really my next topic, but I want to discuss this. DC is, quote-unquote, owning the rated R scene. Yeah. Is that the path they're going to win? Is that the way they're going to take over? Which is weird because – Again, coming from the retailer background, most people assume comic books. DC's the family-friendly stuff. Batman doesn't kill Superman. <laughs> Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman rides a seahorse, Super Friends. Marvel, Marvel's got mutants, and they're, they're evil, and there's all kinds of – and Wolverine bangs. How many of the X-Women is he banged? Oh, so so a, lot of, a lot of readers, a lot of old-school dads that come in, would that would come into the store would be would be more comfortable buying their kids the DC books because there's the assumption there's the allure that DC books are the G-rated stuff and that the Marvel books for the most part are the more adult readers and it seems odd because you're exactly right DC's movies that have been successful seem to gear in the exact opposite way that their Suicide Squad made it a lot of money their Harley Quinn I mean- movie. They're, these R-rated movies. I mean, yes, there's Deadpool. I get that. No, no, but, no. But but even the, the Bat part. the Bat Family itself is R-rated. Aside from uh, Bat uh, Bruce Wayne, yeah, Damian Wayne, Jason Todd. All right, those two alone define rated Look R. The DC Titans. Do you guys watch Titans? On yeah, the yeah. But I'm saying, but those oh, two, yeah. those two alone yeah. in the yeah. comics. Yeah. Let's take let's take the forget the forget the the TV show. 
look at the comics. Those two alone yeah. define rated R, a hundred percent. Agreed. You know yeah, what I mean? Damian Wayne's a little ten-year-old who's a little badass who's just fucking he's going around killing people. And then you no you bring them into a, a a universe that has to be quote unquote realistic. And I keep saying quote unquote. I gotta stop. But you know they need to be realistic. Yeah, you're gonna have a Jason Todd that's gonna be yeah. Let's kill this motherfucker. You know let's let's you know or even a, a, a what you call a, a Dick Grayson who says fuck Batman. You know, on off of Teen Titans or Titans, whatever name the show was. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that DC is winning with the more adult content, in my opinion. Yeah. That I if think... they continue that, they'll be, they'll be they'll they, that's their that's their their lane. That's the lane they need I to stay. I would like in. to see both companies embrace the fact that you can have a Captain America: The First Avengers movie, which is G-rated, but <laughs> my favorite, my favorite movie. I, I'm a Captain America mark. That's I, one I love, of my favorite movies. I too. love I love Chris Evans as Captain America. Um, I love Haley Atwell in that movie. I love Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. I love that movie. Totally fun, family friendly. But then on the same token, you can do Netflix's Daredevil, Netflix's Punisher, Netflix's Jessica Jones, and do dark. I would love for both companies to be able to appreciate the fact that. We can have a shared universe that these are the R-rated movies slash TV shows for mom and dad to watch. Uh And these are our PG movies and TV shows and animated series that your kids get to watch with you. And I think that there's been a long time where it's like, no, you can't do it. It's one or the other. Uh And I think with the success of Deadpool with this, I I realize they've they've all been canceled and pulled. But you could argue that the Netflix shows... Punisher and Daredevil specifically were a success. Daredevil um, was one of my favorite. Yeah, I, I heard rumors more. that he's coming back, and and one of the there's, 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 there's a bunch of rumors that he's going to be showing up in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, oh, as Peter's that would be, lawyer. That would be epic. Yes, that would be so epic. Charlie that Cox. Be, is that his name? Charlie Cox. Yes. Um, but I, I, as weird as it sounds. My favorite out of all of those, and I'm a, I'm an Iron Fist fan, and I appreciate that Iron Fist season one was horrible. <laughs> they, got a, they got the they got the wrong. He, he, here's my here's my real quick thing. I know I hate uh-huh. you. We go off topic all the time. Um, here's my problem with it. <laughs> Fucking Thomas. Season one and, and season two of Iron Fist. Yeah, I've seen both. Yeah, I okay. I, I refuse to watch Iron Fist or Jessica Jones. Okay. It's good. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, stop. Maybe Sal can appreciate my critique. They got the wrong fight choreographer. In season one, they did like John Wick, very close quarters, very like quick cut fight scenes. That's not Kung Fu. I want Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Long, drawn out, beautiful, flowing fight scenes. Season two did way better. Mm, But out of all of those, my favorite was without a doubt Luke Cage. Oh, season one? Season one. Soundtrack. Perfect look of Manhattan. I, Daredevil was great. Punisher was great. But Luke Cage, boy, man, I loved both seasons of that. So yeah, I thought uh, you, you, you mentioned like- I should have watched the second season. I have yet to watch it. I have watch, been man, it's very, good. and the only reason why is because I was so mad. Spoiler alert: When Cottonmouth died, because he was he was literally the perfect villain. He was a, the Marvel Lex Luthor. He was great. He was the Marvel heard- Lex Luthor. Is what it was. But you learn to well, and it's not that they yeah, I get you right. But you learn <laughs> to love to hate Black Mariah. 
And I'm not saying it because Alfred Woodward was black. That's her character name in the comics. Um, <laughs> but Black Mariah was the perfect villain going forward because you yeah. love to hate her. She just was so, so, she was so hateable. You just wanted to punch her in the face every time. Uh, I can't, was it, was it Viola Davis? Is that who played her? Was that her name? I, I can't I remember. Uh, yeah, it was Viola Davis. Excuse me. Right? Oh, she's such a great actress, man. Yeah. I hated her. Watching that that season, I just hated her. I just, every time she was on the screen, I was like, I'm going to choke her. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we, she, that's here, the thing. Here she at the Baxter Lotman podcast, we don't endorse hitting yeah. any women, choking any women. <laughs> no. No, just please. <laughs> This is figuratively speaking, figuratively speaking, fictional characters. (laughs) And I'm only we're we're saying it because her performance was so good, so good. Yeah, it was. She she was so great that you wanted you 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 couldn't you couldn't resist hating her. Every time she popped on the screen, I was just like, oh, my blood started boiling. I was like, ah, I hate her so much. It's just like, yeah, man, she's she she bodied that role, man. Yeah, Yeah, she did a great job. All right, so let's let's circle back let's kind of bring it back right can at&t warner brothers give dc i'm sorry marvel with this current situation that with the snyder cut wave the writing can they give them any real concerns i think i was going to say no before but thinking going to the future i think yeah okay yeah if they're if they're willing to if they're willing to listen directly to fans like that, mm. then yes, I think so. I think then you're going to see stuff. Now, I hate the fact that they're doing the whole thing. Like I just found out, like I'm a big fan of Doom Patrol. That's moving to mm. DC. So it's, so it's like now I yeah, got the DC Max thing. It's like I already bought the DC. I, I mean the HBO Max thing. It's like I specifically have a subscription to the DC Direct app. No, DC uh, Doom Patrol is coming out on HBO Max. I just I saw yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it was okay. on the, the other uh, I, I have it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the DC so, the Direct DC Universe I, app. Am I wrong in thinking they're pu- are they pulling it from the DC Direct app? From it's what I understand, I, I think eventually it's going to absorb into HBO Max. But for right now, from what I understand, that the DC Universe app is so its own. I'm still paying for it. I still have it. Yes, yeah, because. So- I've been watching Static Shock on there. Like I've been watching all these old cartoons, man, on there that I, I fucking love. <laughs> I can't find not... anywhere else, but why is it, why is Static Shock not showing up on Black Lightning? Excuse oh man, me. they they need to put yeah they need to put them on there. I'm not saying that that should just be here's the show with all the minorities, but come no. on, it's no it's drop a little bad. hint and then give him his own show because Static yeah. Shock deserves his own show. Like he has enough of a following to where he can yeah. get his own show. Man. But yeah, yeah I, I have both of the apps and. I don't. From what I hear, eventually it might absorb into it. From what I understand, but as of right now, they're two standalone. But a lot of the stuff that's on there, yeah. And uh, DC Max actually has a lot more stuff that the DC Universe doesn't have. They have a lot of the other. I was browsing through the uh, some of the DC section itself, and they have a lot of the other the actual movies. Like they have the Lego Batman. They have the first Wonder Woman. They have a lot of the animated ones that I would think that the DC Universe app would have, but they don't. But yeah. it's on here, so it's like it's 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 kind of the same. Eventually, I if they if it does get absorbed, I do see myself canceling that. But I still have them both for the same t- for right now. All right, but, so yeah. I'm gonna take a second. Hold on, guys. I'm gonna take a second because I have to pee. I am making a timestamp of right now what's happening. So do what you got to do. We'll come back in two minutes. 
I'm gonna do the same actually. I'll be right back. All right, for me. But this is a nice unwinding uh, time to sit and uh, shoot the shit with some good nerds. So coming back, um, we had a little break. Dreamy draw. Wait, where's it at? Dreamy draw from uh, Ren House. Hey, is that the original or? No, hell no, bro. Come on. I I was about to say, is that the original? (laughs) This is uh, maybe three weeks old. Oh, okay. Give or take. Yeah, I love the fact that some of the breweries just just stick to their guns and they they produce the same style. You can tell a rent house label for the most part. Oh yeah, Pueblo Vida, Pueblo Vida has great labels. Almanac beer has great labels, and then you look at the bring up. That shit looks horrible. Why does it? Hate <laughs> I hate I hate their labels. It makes me not want to drink that beer. <laughs> Hey, you know who's labels so, that you're talking about? That you know whose labels I don't like. Tombstones. They have great beer. Don't no, no, no. I love the yeah, simplicity. Label, I love it. Plain, dude. I love it. It's just plain. I don't no, like it. I don't like it. That's one. Like, thing. I can get like like your staples, <laughs> like your staples. Like I can get it. Like your one or two beers, like they can have that label. But come on, switch it up a little bit for me. No, yeah, I, I love the simplicity. I love the basics. I love the hey, we're gonna fucking keep it. Here's a rye IPA. Here's uh, all the hops. Here's all the hops triple. Maybe Here's all me. the hops when I get double. tipsy and I go in there trying to find a new beer and I just, yeah, I had that one. <laughs> Didn't I give you that Brett IPA? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then you were like, it was yeah, funky as fuck. <laughs> we were, we took a trip down to Tombstone. And on the way back, I'm like, I gotta stop by this brewery, man. They've got the greatest beers. And I'm like, and I just rolled in there on like a like on a Friday. I'm like, so what do you got? What do you got? And he's like, Oh, we don't have anything right now. I just sent everything up Phoenix. He's like, I think I got some bottles of two different Brett IPAs. I'm like, that sounds brilliant. He goes, the labels are crooked. I'm like, that's that's cool, man. I love your beers. They're they're I forgot what it was, son why like son of Earp. My like, shit's so so good. So uh, and I got Wyatt, Wyatt, um, Wyatt of Earp. Well, is it son of Wyatt? Son of Wyatt, son of Earp. Yeah, son of Wyatt or something like that. So yeah. I got two bottles of two different Brett IPAs, and I took one to a party that my wife was having with some work people, and because I, I heard that, that I I never met them, and I heard one of the guys is a beer guy, and he was just like, "Oh no, I like Coronas and stuff," and I'm like, "Oh, you're not gonna like this at all." <laughs> And so he didn't even touch it, and me and one of his friends tried it, and he's like, oh, I'm totally a beer guy, and we're drinking it. And, like, we both got halfway through, we both, like, and we didn't know each other, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is some funky shit. And he's like, I'm not really into this. I'm like, okay, don't, don't worry, let's drain it. So then I gave Joey the other one, and I'm like, let me know how you think about that. And you sat in there for a little bit, and then finally one day you're like, yo, that was fucked up. <laughs> I, I was funny. What's funny is that I opened that. I can't remember if it was my uh, my brother-in-law or somebody else, but I opened it with somebody who drinks beer, and I'm one that's I'm famously known for if the beer tastes like shit, I'm gonna dump it. And I tried to fight through it, and no, it wasn't working. It's like, out. No, I was it like, was... no, it's not happening. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, I love Tombstone with all my heart bounce with you but that was one that i'm like no it's a no for me bro (laughs) i I haven't met a single person that it was a yes for but hey you know what let them experiment there's nothing's gonna be perfect 100 percent of the time so now going back to being a beer ish podcast um (laughs) i have to say beer ish but 
So, Thomas, you agree with the drain pour mentality. Is that really where you're at right now? Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to force myself to drink shit. Life is too short to drink shit I don't like. <laughs> yeah. I got, it's I, like funny, I said, new... I've got a, I've got a, I got a wine fridge full of really good wine that I know I'm going to like. So if I crack, if I crack some weird, obscuro beer trade tall boy, that's nasty. And I don't want to open up another one. I'm going to pour it and, I, and I'll grab a Mouvedre, uh, which, you know, you know, who makes a really good wine, Stephen Amell. AKA the Green Arrow. I heard about that. Him, him and uh, wine, him is, no, him and what's it, his name? Him and uh, and uh, Jesse Diggle? Eisenberg, right? Not Eisenberg. Oh. Uh, what's that <laughs> Michael, Ros- Michael Rosenberg. Michael Rosenberg. Well, they, oh shit! They he, they've put out special editions. Yes. So Stephen, I took me three years to get onto his wine list because he yeah. does not sell in stores. It's only direct sales to wine club members. Mm. So we put on. Three years later, we finally get on there because they yeah. had to up their production. But yeah, he's done a couple of wines with. With all like a bunch of the different cast members from Arrow, as well as Tom Welling yep. and uh, Michael Eisenberg, he did one of the most amazing reds that I had with um, Jason Momoa called Dirtbag Red. Because Jason Momoa famously is a obviously much like our our host here, uh, <laughs> a workout guy, but he famously drinks nothing but he does drink red wine and Guinness because Guinness yep. is notoriously low in calories for what it is. Uh, and he likes red wine. So he had a red wine, which uh, sells out every time they reproduce it sells out instantly. Cause it was amazing. Uh, but so... Stephen Amell, now that he's, re- he's retired from arrow, he's probably still going to take an acting role here, here and there, but he owns knocking point. I, I just, so real quick, Stephen Casey Amell. Jones. No, no, hold on. Yeah. He, he was in the movie. <laughs> That's already done. That's not happening anymore, but he was, hey, in you the don't mo- know that. He was, I know that. <laughs> Uh, he was in a movie that I saw on Netflix this past weekend called Code Code Eight. Code Eight. Code Eight. Code Whatever. Well, yeah. I, my list. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? The, the main guy. That's his cousin. I figured they were related. Okay. He was the original Firestorm from Flash. Yes. No one he looked familiar. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. It Robbie. Yeah. Robbie, Ro- Robbie Amell. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. No one he looked familiar. I was like, where did I know this guy from? They yes. actually put out a red wine called Code 8 and Chill. <laughs> oh, shit. drinking during that. Yeah, so that was so that, so that was surprising because that got made as a short probably three years ago. They just yeah. shot it as a short film. It was like 15, 15 minutes long. Yeah. And because Stephen Amell then got popular and Robbie Amell took some other roles – they pushed it. They were really, they shopped it around. And eventually Netflix was like, well, you know, we're going to turn it into an actual movie. And then they expanded the whole thing. And it was actually That's surprisingly cool. good. It, it reminds yeah, me a lot of like, a... as like the Dick bad guy. Yeah. He, it, it was, it was, it reminded me a lot of, um, what was that movie with, uh, and I, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody by saying this, Justin Timberlake. And he's like, poor as fuck but he got all this you know the time movie Alpha Dog. huh oh oh the time movie oh gosh i know what you're talking about um oh i, don't... I know what you're talking about where time where is they, money you have to like you buy time time is the money yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You make tra- yeah and that was i don't know what it's called but i know what you're talking that's about that's what it right? remind me of because there was elements of like you know you could you could only do so much and the main character is broke as fuck 
and you know he can't use his powers and all this shit. It was there were certain things that reminded me of that. It wasn't one hundred percent, but I do like the fact that superheroes were outlawed, and that was. I haven't watched it yet. I might watch it. Yeah, I it, it, it was, it's, it's pretty good. Around to it, so I watched it this weekend. It's pretty That's good. Awesome. Uh, Netflix, you know, not to boost my whatever, but Netflix now has the has it on Ultra Four K. And I have an Ultra 4K TV now, so I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this shit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I watched it. I'm like, okay, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it was it was not bad at all. I like Robbie Amell. Um, I like Stephen Amell. I'm, I've been a huge fan. We got to meet him years ago at Phoenix Comic Con, uh, and he was super gracious to me and my wife. And nice. Uh, he's a cool. Guy. So yeah, so we're we're on his wine club. So we get we get bottles all the time. And like he's done stuff with again. You like, see how he went from wine to movies. By the way, I just throwing yeah. it out there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. Do you watch Archer? Uh, Archer yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't watched it. Okay, so you know the actress Aisha Tyler. Yeah. Uh, she did a she did a wine with him mm-hmm. called Night Ender, and the whole <laughs> the whole line of the wine is like you've already had the date. Now she's invited you back to her place. Oh, this is the, this is the, one, she, this is the one she pulled out. It's called Night End. Night and, End. Uh, I got like a lot of bottles of that because it's really, really good. But yeah, he makes he's super into wine. And he, I, I'm going to buy one. a bottle. First of all, I have a stout that we, you and I, have to drink, Thomas. Not to discredit you, Sal, in any way, but because it deals with specifically, it's Mister Softy Ice Cream. Yes. Um, so yes. you and I have to drink that. One. Two, I have a red wine that is the only red wine that I drink ever. Really? And I have to buy a bottle, and you and I have to drink it and talk. And chit chat. You tell me what it is. I'll buy a bottle too. What is it? It is Sandeman Ruby Port. Oh, okay. So you're a port drinker. Bro, so let me okay. Again, sidetrack from all the comic shit that we were talking about earlier. Now we're going deep diving into liquor. This, this is this is this is a alcohol podcast too. So, um, so let me. Hold so, you, are you a wine drinker? Um, no, actually, no. You'll love this. I've only so, had a, so port I've only wine had a couple. is like is to, port wine to wine guys is like barrel aged stout to beer guys. Okay. So let oh, me shit. tell you. Let me tell you. Hell so yeah. <laughs> I am never. I have never in my life been a wine guy. Never. In my life, living back east, uh, when I was living in Connecticut, my neighbors were Brazilian, and every year for Christmas they'll bring me a bottle of whiskey, you know, Crown Royal, some Jack Daniels, basic shit, right? Or, you know, Johnny Walker. And one year they brought me this bottle, and you know, slight asshole that I am, I'm looking at it like, oh, thank you, uh, you know, Thanks, like, what, am I, what do I do with this? <laughs> You know, I'll put it in the fridge. You know, I'll, I'll drink it in 20 years, right? <laughs> so my brother came over for uh, New Year's Eve that same year. And in Connecticut at the time, everything's controlled by the government. So you couldn't go and just pick up beer or liquor whenever you wanted. You had to buy it by a certain time. And if it was closed, you're fucked. So that's exactly what happened, right? So 12 o'clock hit, no, 9 o'clock hit, whatever time it was. And I'm like, hey, bro, all I have is this bottle of wine that my neighbors gave me. You want to drink it? And he's like, fuck it. Let's just pour it up. So what do I do? Pour it up. Dude, I took the first sip of that. And let me tell you, 
my mind was blown. Port is, <laughs> port is a very, very special thing. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell the, the listeners and Sal what this is about. It's a red wine that's aged in brandy barrels. Oh shit! Exactly. And so when you drink it, <laughs> you taste you t- taste you taste more of the brandy. Yeah, I'm fucking up. You taste more of the brandy than you do the wine. And so it's like, oh, this isn't really wine. This is fucking cognac or whatever the hell I'm drinking. This is amazing. And so after that, I I bought like maybe 10 bottles of this wine after that because of how good it was. And once in a while, if I want to get drunk by myself and get fucked up, that's the stuff I drink because it's so it easy. Porter, porter wines? Porter wine? It's a, it's port. a, it's a port. 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 So port it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a red it's wine. wine. Yep, it's a red wine. Fortified uh, wine. So go, go ahead, explain it. Yeah, it's it's a fortified wine. Like I said, it's aged, it's aged in liquor barrels. So it's, uh, it's strong. Uh, it's usually drunk, kind of like not not in a big glass. It's like a, a an after dinner drink. Would you like a glass port? And it's usually served in like a small brandy glass. Oh, okay, it's, okay. Because it's strong, because it's it's fortified with additional alcohol. So, um, way to make me feel like shit. I've been drinking it out of the bottle since the first time I had it. Good for you, man. Good for you. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm alone. Chug. Because here's, here's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and, and my wife's probably listening to it right now. There's nothing like a wine drunk. You could be drunk on beer, you could be drunk on liquor or something. A wine drunk, that's heavy. Let's do a wine episode. That's heavy, baby. So let's do a, wine, a whole wine, a episode. wine episode. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, and I'm, I'm, I'm a virgin to the wine, so it'd be great. You guys can introduce me to all this shit, and I'll just get wasted. My man, know? don't yeah. ever admit you're a virgin <laughs> to anything. <laughs> I'm a wine virgin. Let's talk this shit fucked up. You pop my cherry, fam. You pop my cherry, bro. <laughs> you stop. No. So I, 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 yeah, I will pick up. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I will pick up a bottle. So for the next time I want, we will have, we will have a salmon. Oh, that's a great, and that's a very famous label and logo. Yeah, uh, they sell that salmon port wine of the dude in the cloak with the big hat. It's very V for Vendetta ish too. Yeah, to yeah, tie it back to comics. I have a, I got a, a, a one of my favorite things I ever had. So growing up on Long Island, you're an East Coast guy. Um, there's a there's a vineyard out on Long Island, which most people don't think don't put Long Island in and wine. Together. Vineyards, yeah. They put Long Island in Fisher together mm-hmm. um but there's a vineyards on the north shore of long island there's one called duck walk and they put out uh they have a set they have a sister vineyard called pindar and they have and it's only sold in new york it's a blueberry port wine so it's a port wine flavored you know, grapes uh the the brandy mm-hmm. but they throw in fr- blueberries and they just let it sit in the barrel so or it, in the in whatever the the, whatever it is in the barrel. Okay. And so we did a tasting at the Duck Walk Vineyard and we went through, it starts at White's, 12 different wines throughout the night. And it ended with that one. And the guy goes, he's pouring it. He goes, I don't even like to drink this alone. So what I do is you pour a couple of shots Mm. and you take really good vanilla ice cream and you just pour it over the vanilla ice cream. You need need to stop talking right now. Everything you say, just stop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so back I, to I comics you, so uh 
<laughs> I can only get it when I go back to visit my family in New York. You yeah, know, every yeah. liquor store in New York. Um, it's not like here; they don't sell like a lot of like stuff like that in the the grocery stores. Maybe it's changed, but it used to be you have to go to a liquor store. Yeah, and just get that. But we'd always get I literally like four or five bottles of that, and put that in luggage, and get that back here. But we still have it. And that's the thing I give as gifts. So. We'll, we will hook you guys How up. was it with the ice cream? That's interesting. How it's was insane. it with the ice cream? It's insane. It, like I said, it's, it's, I, I still to this day, it's been, it's been, I've been living out here 22 years. I still give that as gifts. Mm, that's awesome. Just, okay. fridge, oh, we need to, have, we've got a, we got an event. We got someone's birthday or something. I'll grab one of those blueberry <laughs> port wine from Duck Walk Vineyard over, you got to get really good, like Briar's vanilla or Haggadah's vanilla. Oh. Poured over. And it's just insane. I'm gonna hook you guys up. So hell yeah. <laughs> all right. So now that you got me thinking, right? Now that we're talking about wine and we've gotten so far away from comics. <laughs> um and beer for that matter. Um we definitely need to do a wine episode and maybe a separate episode of mead, but I definitely want to do the two. But I also yeah. want to do a coffee episode. I'm a coffee guy too. So I love coffee. Coffee, okay. coffee is one thing that I would love to sit down and chew the shit about. Like just try different types of coffees and just. What is your favorite method of making coffee? Uh, Ninja Cafe, bro. <laughs> I grab my own beans. You know what I mean? Like I just throw the shit in Ninja Cafe and it fucking makes it amazing. Okay. You not see uh what's her name? Uh Vita Guerrera. Oh not Vita Guerrera, what's her name? <laughs> I forget <Yeah>. her name. <laughs> Throwback, right? What's her name? Uh Have you ever used the Chemex? No. Mm-mm. It's like the it's like a glass hourglass. Oh, I've in. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Pour it around. I like mm. that. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and mocha pot. It's like the heavy duty industrial aluminum. They look really hardcore. They're about that that tall. So they got like the long spout. Is that the one with like the long spout? Well, that's the that's this the the, the pour, teapot, right? But a mocha oh, pot. Right. You like you unscrew it and you pack the coffee and you oh, screw it together. So in Spanish, that's called a greca. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know um, what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. Yes. One of my one of my best friends, a, a local artist named Avet Artiaga. Her family is from uh, Cuba. Yeah. And that's so why I, I, got, I have a <laughs> I have a mocha pot, and I've always made coffee. She's like, well, they make Cuban coffee in it, which is super strong. And what they do is they take the the mocha <clears> pot, they pack it with espresso, usually Bustelo. Yeah. But then they also put in like two tablespoons. That's of, you, buddy, Bustelo. That's it. That's right, it there. right there. And they put two tablespoons of sugar Shout out in the coffee. <laughs> what, what is that called? It's a, a greca. A greca. Okay. I don't know if it's that called that in in. I don't know. That's not that's not the coffee anymore. Some yeah. Some dude. I, anyway, I, I was saying. No, no. It, like, it's I, it's definitely exactly what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. And that's that's ex- like that. that's the old school. So the old school, old school, old school way of making coffee. Now we're diverging way from beer and everything else. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> so there is this thing called a uh, – it looks like a sock. I forget the name of it. Long story uh-huh. short, you literally put the coffee, like co- ground coffee into it, 
and then you pour hot water through it right into your pot into your cup excuse me and and what it, it it gives you that strong what is that called it's a it's a oh, i'm gonna kill me thinking about it it looks like a sock and, and that's the mm-hmm. best way to describe it so you, you think of, think about a, a clean sock right um, before you start getting into your mind of like a sweaty ass sock and everything else a clean sock you throw grounded <laughs> coffee into there you pour hot water through it into a cup and that's your coffee Fair enough. And that's one of my favorite ways of making coffee. Just real basic, real simple. Coffee, hot water, straight into a cup. No, you know, that's it. No frills or nothing. Perfect. So that's yeah, that's a that's like a Chemex. It's just it's a filter in the top of the thing. Yeah. You weigh out the coffee, you put it in, you heat your water, and you just you just pour it over and pour it into the thing, and I pour it in my cup. So now let me tell you about my recipe for spaghetti carbonara. Where are you going with this? <laughs> we're just we're diverting so much. I was going to turn this into a cooking Somehow show. this was Zack right? Snyder. This was a Zack Snyder's like cut. Here, man. <laughs> Yo, you got El Segundo? I did, bro. Yo, you dick. Up, man. Did you get oh. I had the other one, too. The, did you get uh, the, the Stone Cold one? Did you get it? I did, yeah. It's right here. I, put, I was going to drink it right now, but it's not cold enough, so... Uh... I'm so put it in my little so this that broken skull IPA is probably my one of my favorite West Coast IPAs of all time. I've never had it, and I'm it's so stoked to have it. So fucking solid skull, or no Did broken you skull. You like a West Coast IPA? Shh. Because, oh, because oh shit, it's on. Yeah, don't edit it out. Because don't if I go to your if I go to your Instagram, all I see are memes. Oh man, about, my Wi-Fi about, is cutting yeah. out. Oh man, memes. I'm gonna have yeah. to block it. <laughs> That should be um, the title of this podcast. Joe's favorite West Coast IP. Chill. <laughs> Zach Snyder cut gets me more likes. Okay, so chill. <laughs> no, trust me. You liking the West Coast will get you more likes. <laughs> Fuck West Coast IPAs. Broken so school I'm, all day. We're, we're, we're going to get back to nerd stuff, but I got to ask bo- both of you guys. What's your in Phoenix? What's your which what's your favorite bottle shop in Phoenix? Where do you go? Not not the brewery specifically. Oh, okay, but bottle shops. Yeah, uh, Kings Kings is my favorite. I love Kings. See Kings. Um, can we talk about Kings? That? I don't know. Can we, I like just... can we talk about the troublesome aspect of Kings? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna no. It's your show. I, it it, okay. it depends where you want to go with this. Like so. I've heard stories. I've heard not stories. I've heard bad stories or good stories. I've I've personally, Mickey and I were cool. I don't have any problems with Mickey. I haven't heard anything that's substantial to give me a reason right to. Right I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that. And that's my um, thing. What, when I was I've never working, had any problems there. I didn't know there was any issues there. Like I love it, the place. It, so, some stupid comments on some Facebook shit. That's ah uh, okay okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, every time that I've gone, I've had a blast. Every time that I've been there, like I go in there and um I well when they used to be open for when the tap room was open to go yeah. there. I used to yeah. love just going in there. If I'm in the area, like that's where I would go just to go have a drink. Maybe go pick up some beers and pick up some bottles Yep. Wong Portis is good. And when I was in uh when I I shit, I used to work out in Chandler. Uh what's the the beer stop out in Chandler? Oh, one uh, stop, one stop, gas stop, one stop. Dude. That place is legit. The gas station. That's, in the, that's the gas station one. 
The gas station one? Yeah, yeah I've I, been there, yeah. I've not seen a better selection anywhere. <laughs> better than King's. But again, it's in like East Chicago. It's way out there, yeah. You have to go way out there, yeah. It's, I, it's I used to have a buddy who lived... Uh, there's like a, a, a little community right over the yeah. cross the street over from there. Yeah. So, so I used basically, to stop there and get some beer before we went over there. Yeah. So, could, so yeah. basically, you 10, frequent 10, New Mexico. Yeah. If I took ten <laughs> steps further, if I took ten steps further, I'd be in Apache Junction. Yeah. Seriously. But that that dude, the best selection I've ever had of, of hard to find, ridiculously rare, awesome stuff. But the I'll Theodore, Theodore is right you down the street from my down, house. So I love that place. I swing by Wandering Tortoise. That's yeah, me. Wandering Tortoise. Tortoise is for me. Uh, ground Control because it's my side of town. Tap Savvy is another one. Uh, ground Control I love just for the. the I've never been city. there. I need to go. I need to go there. You need to get your yo this weekend. Let's plan it out, bro. Yeah, uh, I'm down. Casual pint. Oh, casual pint. Casual pint is hit and miss for me because it's not really privately owned. It's, you know. Uh, it's a franchise, though. He owns it. Yeah. I I'm met the, the owner. The first time that I went there, the owner came up to me and he's like, hey, man, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm good, yeah. man. And they're, I didn't know he was the owner until he left. And then somebody, I guess it was the people that uh, I went to the one on, what is it, Arcadia on 16th Street? Oh, and, uh, the one in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, the, say, by right before Camelback, it's right under like an apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I got one of the people that lived there. He's like, "Hey, man, you know that's the owner, right?" And I was like, "Dude, he's so like a cool ass dude." Yeah, he's just like <laughs> I thought he was just a bartender. He's a cool ass guy. No, yeah, he just that, came up to me like really casual, and he's like, "Hey, man, how are you doing? You having a good time?" That's like, just you need the owner. And, yeah, Super and cool. I was like, "Oh man, like I love this place. It's, it's cool, that's where man. I run the that's where I was running the the D and D games every Monday night." And until. Oh, shit. Yeah, until all this fucking So you stop, so you stop being a, a nerd. Yeah. I gotta break Thomas. I gotta break Thomas's Joey. balls. Roll for, Roll for initiative, Joey. Um. So can we do a D and D episode? Oh, I don't even know where to start with D and D. I have no I fucking clue where Good to start with D and D. The gentleman who founded. The Phoenix Dungeons and the Dragon Society. <laughs> there you go, man. Who else? Who else can we learn from, right? Hashtag PHX D and D Society on Instagram. PHD. Uh, yeah, I can't even make this shit up. <laughs> you know who's huge? I remember one time in high school, uh, a couple of buddies like they tried to. I, I was I was just like my group in high school was just like so diverse. Dude. I I knew like everybody. I was cool with everybody. Ew. So, I like, can't I believe you I got, just represented Dungeons and Dragons. And there was people that were playing Magic <laughs> Gathering. And I actually had a class with one of the guys that I was cool with. He's like, hey, man, come play. I was like, oh, all right, fuck let you. Me, know. Let, me, let me grab out my dice. We have descended from one level of nerdum to another. I swear to God. We're shooting D&D dice, man. You know Joe Manganiello, right? I, yeah. Yes. I, Deathstroke. True. Yes. <laughs> you, do you not know that he's a huge D and D nerd? He co-wrote Ooh. the last Dungeons and Dragons book that came out through Wizards of the Coast. Ooh, hold on. Cavernous. No way, really. Yo, look, look him up. He's part of the lot, the L.A. D and D Society. You know who plays at his games? His person. He he runs a table 
in his basement, which used to be a wine cave. He turned it into a Dungeons and Dragons place. Holy uh, shit. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. My cheeks are stop. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. Married to Sophia Vergara. He runs a game. Sophia weekly. Lagarde, that's her name. That's what I was trying to reference earlier. Yeah. So he runs a game. Tomorello. You know who Tomorello is? The guitarist of. Yeah, Texas. yeah. Vince Vaughn, the big show, oh, the wrestler. That's his. Yo. And a bunch, a bunch of his friends. That's, that's his, his D&D squad? That's his D&D squad. Oh, shit. Game. That's dope. Dude, look him up on Instagram. All he does is post about D&D. Yo. I shit you not. Okay, yeah. so great, so great funny. segue. Hold on, great kind of segue. <laughs> Joe's gonna cut the last forty-five minutes. Out I know. Of this. Yeah, he's gonna cut. Not all at this all. Shit out, not so. at all. I, I'm fucking dying. Is that you, fucking nerds? <laughs> nerds. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's a great segue, though. My cheeks hurt. Pause. <laughs> all right. So, you mentioned. I can't, I can't. You mentioned Joe. You mentioned Deathstroke. I'm not going to call him Joe anything. You mentioned Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, he posted that on the Snyder Cut, there is a fight scene, indirectly yeah. he posted it, between Batman and Deathstroke. Yes. So, yes. if there's another reason for you to look forward to the Snyder Cut, it's that. Yep. Because Dungeons and Dragons is being represented. <laughs> I apologize. No, you're right. Um, I was very this excited to guy. see. I'm very excited. I liked Manu Bennett from the Arrow TV show. Oh, he was awesome. Deathstroke, I think, is an incredibly hold, interesting character. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, you, now you're introducing somebody who's very dear as far as part of a TV show that's very dear to my heart, which is Spartacus. And he was Crixus. And the fact that when I learned that he was going to be Deathstroke in in, in Arrow, I can't even say Arrow, it says Spartacus. In Arrow, I was like, bro. Yeah, he killed it. Every episode that he was. Oh my God. Brilliant. Who who else would you rather learn from to be the badass than fucking Crixus? It's... Not only right, yeah. there's certain actors that just have a a charisma, and his his kind of like New Zealandish American accent. Yeah, it just like that dude. I'm not trying to, to to take away from his career on screen, but I want that dude to read audiobooks because <laughs> I want to listen to him. I love. He just sounds cool, and. and Visually, he was so so good on that series. Hey, and I was also, very excited that he was on it. And you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Joe Manganiello. I, I think if we're forgetting somebody, carry- we're forgetting we're forgetting Isais Morales. Oh yeah, from Bob, Titans. Bob who, from who is La Bamba, who was also the original dealer from Paid in Full. Now is Deathstroke. In Titans, yes. I haven't watched it yet. I am late to the game, but I definitely need to sit down and watch that show. Oh, watch it. Okay, I don't want to spoil it. I've heard nothing but good things about Isaias Morales as Deathstroke. Brilliant, brilliant. And if they just they play the they play up the similar to Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. The 
the the older version of the character. Oh, I love it. That was my only that was my only issue. Um, but did you see? Speaking of Issa Morales, who is an actor that I am I absolutely love, you see, he recently replaced. He's the new villain, mm. the new bad guy for Mission Impossible Seven. I saw that. Yes. Yes. That is a huge win for him. So this is going to controversial opinion. I <laughs> I like reading about cults. I'm not a huge fan of supporting cults, and I think Scientology is a cult. Oh. I don't typically like to support that or its members. Yeah. So I have some issues with Tom Cruise. But damn, if I don't like watching Mission Impossible movies, <laughs> dude. dude. What's his name? Um, the the the. Oh, I forget his name, and I, I love him as an actor. Oh, in Mission Impossible Three, he was a fucking amazing villain. Um, the guy who passed oh. away recently. Oh, uh, uh, he played Capote. Um, Seymour. Seymour. Seymour he, yeah, exactly. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman, yeah. Was one of Sorry, guys, Amazon best, drivers at my door. That's all right. One of the best villains in that series. That's that. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is who they wanted. Now, I'm a, I'm a, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I've been going through all of the Bond movies with my wife. Here goes the plug. Here Bond, goes the plug. I'm a Bond fan. <laughs> um, it's at Thomas Healy. Um, (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman's character for Mission Impossible is who they wanted Christoph Waltz to be Mm. Inspector Philip Seymour Hoffman was much like Jared Leto's Joker I was terrified of his character dude he was so good he's being hung out of a plane hung out of a plane he's Ethan's gonna drop him and what does he catch on your name's Ethan huh Totally gonna find you. Gonna kill your your girl. Gonna kill everybody you know. I'm not afraid of you, Ethan Hunt. And boy, it's terrifying how good he was. You remind me. You remind me how serious that scene was. One and two, how badass he could be. Where you go from along came Polly to that shit. Yes, <laughs> and really, that is very, really that is happy. very, very Joe Pesci-ish. So, like, he was a great actor, man. He was, he was. A look really at, look actor. at Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci went Home Alone, Goodfellas, Home Alone yeah. Two, Casino. Like that is that that spectrum is pretty fucking wide. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman had that, and he had that. Yeah, he did. He I had that. He I agree, hundred percent. And when he in that, in that same scene, that same scene you're talking about, that's exactly what like drew me. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah, he's a he's bad mother- he's a bad motherfucker. He's terrifying, <laughs> and that and I think that's kind of what they wanted Christoph Waltz to be, Inspector, which is great Dude. movie. I know people have people don't like it. Christoph Waltz was I, the best villain for me. Top three villains in Inglorious Bastards. Oh God! Hans yeah. Landa, Hans Landa steals the show every time he's in the fucking scene. Doesn't matter. Absolutely, Brad Pitt then, uh, doesn't matter. How great is he? Is it in Django Unchained? I I, oh, yeah, I liked him in that. Too. Okay, he was a great, totally diverging. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> back to DC. God damn it! Let's. 
So Christoph Waltz as Doctor Doom. Yes. Wait, what? What are you? Oh, Christoph, how is that Doctor A and DC related? That'd be awesome. No, that would be fucking. I don't, I don't want. I don't want him anywhere near the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. Okay, who is he playing in DC then? Uh, Doctor Strange. They already have a great Doctor Strange. Who? <laughs> Wait, Doctor Strange and dude, I, I'm empty. I'm empty. Um, who? No, no you know, know Violator. No. Um, <laughs> I just had it too. I, I just lost. I'm getting John Leguizamo back. Dude, I'll tell you that right now. Okay, since we're way off topic anyway, we are. Is Jamie Foxx 100? percent As far as I know, yes. As far as I know, yes. Right, we got the inside man right here. He's gonna give us the scoop. <laughs> I think that's. So is it a re- so is it a I, remake yeah. or a reboot? What do we got? What's I think that's public knowledge. Like? No. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm one of the few people, and I'm and this is not because you're connected or anything like that. I've said this for probably like ten plus years, if not more. I'm one of the few people that the original Spawn movie was great for its time. Oh, oh yeah, I love, I love it, I love it. Michael John J. Michael, Michael, Michael J. Fucking... White embodied Spawn. Yeah. No, oh, I yeah. agree. I agree. I think I think Michael J. White's phenomenal. I was super excited when he showed up on Arrow as Bronze Tiger. Dude, yeah. I'd be excited if he came back as Al Simmons again in Spawn. I get that people involved in money want bigger names. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as as far as I know, I think it's all been public knowledge that Jamie Foxx has was a, not approached by Todd, but approached Todd. To say and asked him, right? I want, and this is one of the first major black superheroes, and I want to do this. Yeah. Also, yeah, I, I love Michael J. White. I love the first Bond. Jolly Wazamo was fucking awesome. But Jason Jason Blum, who runs Blumhouse Pictures, mm. has said there's been a huge. Uh, a he, I, I believe he referred to it as a seismic shift forward in the mo- in the production of the Spawn movie. Mm. Okay. All right, all right. Circle back DC. I, I need to know Christoph Waltz. Who is he playing in DC for you? Doctor Strange. I had it too. I just forgot. There is no Doctor Strange in DC. Wait, no. Oh, what's his name? Doctor Doctor Strange. What's Adam Strange? Uh, Doctor Fate. No, the crazy guy. The crazy guy from uh, Arkham. Oh, what's his name? Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange. Yeah, I was right. Doctor Strange. He's a doctor. God I can either it. see him as a, as a Hugo Strange or um, what's his name? Uh, Blood. Uh, Jason Blood. Jason Blood. I can he I can see him as a Jason Blood, like and as a Jason Blood, the like the demon. Yeah, like I'm on Sal's team right there, dude. Wait, yeah, what? I, I well, definitely I see something. him as a Hold Jason on. Blood type, like just because he can. He's such of a manipulator that he can. As him and yeah. his acting skills, like I could see him that way. Like I, I could see, see that. I yeah. could see that. That's a I would deep definitely cut, be man. on board for that. Yeah. Hold on. I like now this. I gotta look up Jason Blood because I don't. Oh, the the demon itself. The demon. Yeah. Uh... <sighs> Especially if when he transforms the demon, because the demon has to talk in rhymes. Yeah. yeah. He's a rhyming. Yeah. If they kept- if they adjusted his voice a little bit, but you still had Christoph Waltz's voice, just as a little bass, 
Yeah, Helen, a little bass of the voice. Like, all right. right, Hugo Strange. Yeah. Hugo Strange. Because that's, it, I mean, if we're gonna be real nerdy about it, that's very Tom Hardy Venomish. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of that particular character. We're not gonna go into that, but <laughs> I, I know you can fucking go down this whole rabbit hole of bullshit, but <laughs> but um, Hugo Strange is almost. Close as close as we're gonna get to Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. You are right, Absolutely. and that is yeah. that is a very it's parallel, parallelish character that can transform from one to the other, and that's what I see him as. I, I, I mean, okay. I'm I'm open to all, but if I had to pick one character, Hugo Strange is it. Doctor Strange. See, I would think <laughs> I think you should be Doctor Fate then. <laughs> yeah. Why not go Hawkman? He's not Hawkman. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy is Hawkman. Tom Hardy would be a Hawkman. I see him as a Hawkman, yeah. All right, all right. What was that movie he played where he played the uh, the, the crazy English prisoner? It's a Br- Br- Bronson. 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 He's, he's fucking people up in prison, yeah. dude. Like he's just, yeah. That's Tom Hardy. That's, that's, that's when he got huge. Done. All so right. basically, call this podcast. <laughs> we saved the DC universe. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum saves the DC universe. Yeah. We outlined what really goes on. We're what gonna really recast happen. the DC universe and save it. <laughs> all right, all right. So back to DC. Now I'm glad you segued into that. Man of Steel, Henry Cavill. I just read and I shared it with you guys that he's signed on. This is like kind of like penciled in, not pen, but penciled in that he signed on for multiple DC movies. Man of Steel 2 being one of them. Yep. Talk about it. Sal, Sal, go first. Yeah. I'm totally in. I'm with Thomas. I'm totally in. He was a great Superman. We talked about his acting earlier. He's fucking phenomenal. He's, I don't know, man. To me, he is Superman right now. That's that's the only Superman that I can see. I don't see anybody else filling that role. He did such a great job in Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and even Justice League, mm. even though they got his mustache out, but still. <laughs> <laughs> mustache game. But besides that, um, I'm glad. I hope it's true. I hope he comes back because if he does, man, I am super psyched. I loved it. Like I said, I loved him, obviously. He's he's a great actor, and I couldn't see anybody else playing that role right now. So I hope it's true. I hope he comes back, even if it's just in cameos. If it's Man of Steel 2, that'd be fucking epic. If it's cameos in other movies, if it's just that shit, it's cool because that's our Superman. But yeah, yeah I love it, man. Great choice. If it's true, I hope it's true. And I hope it happens. Man of Steel 2. Who is the villain? <sighs> Brainiac, I hope. I mean, that would be the only... Uh... Really? You're going to go Brainiac? No, no. You're going no, no. to pull your ace out of this? <laughs> yeah. I, I would they... go with Brainiac, but I would... Because they built up the... Uh, what is it? Uh, League of Doom? Or, okay. uh, Legion of Doom? Legion of Doom. Uh, I could see that kind of taking off as being maybe Man of Steel 2, maybe segue into the next Justice League. Okay. Maybe it's just Lex Luthor. And I would hopefully see maybe because they introduced the Kryptonite, I could see maybe Metallo. Okay. Maybe. 
just because Kryptonite's already been established in the movies already, so I could see kind of maybe Metallo. But if not, I would it would either be Lex and maybe Bizarro or leading up to the Legion of Doom. Okay. Thomas? My vote is to have Sal somehow get a, a job at DC. Because I like everything. <laughs> I, I can see Metallo playing a small part, kind of like as no none of the no superhero movie now does one villain. Yeah. They yeah. they all well, Metallo plays the small side head villain that leads into Justice League 2 and Legion of yeah. Doom. But Lex is screwing around with Kryptonian technology and somehow catches the attention of Brainiac, and that is the main villain of that. It brings back the Kryptonian heritage. It brings back the space thing. It also, if you're doing something like Brainiac where you're like, oh, this is a space threat, you can easily say, well, why didn't Aquaman show up? Because it's space and it's <laughs> yeah, doesn't care about that. Yeah. He's defending Gotham. This is a threat that takes place. Maybe we have a lot of the movie take place on the moon or whatever. Mm. Um, but Henry Cavill, uh, I'm excited for him to come back. I will say he he is an amazing Superman, but I want to give props. I think Brandon Routh was a better Clark Kent. Oh, yeah. Brandon Ralph studied, I agree. studied Christopher Reeves, which maybe again, this is this, I, I was defaming this before by saying you live in your past. Yeah. But I think Brandon Ralph studied Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent and pulled it off amazingly in Superman mm. Returns. And they even dressed him in the same cornflower blue suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole like uh, oh, Lois, I'm sorry, like just all <laughs> the little mannerisms that he did, yeah. I get it wasn't the the great movie. I thought Kevin Spacey was pretty interesting as Lex mm-hmm. Luthor. I hated uh, Kate Bosworth as as Lois Lane. I did not buy <laughs> yeah. the fact that she was a chain smoking Pulitzer Prize winning mother of a teenager. I thought she looked like the nanny, um, but she was. <laughs> but but I think that there were some. There were some definite amazing moments of of Brendan Routh as Superman and Clark Kent, which I appreciated the fact that they brought that out back for the uh, Arrowverse. Elseworlds, yeah, and the Elseworlds crossover, yeah, that was awesome. Um, the Kingdom Come Superman, he was the Kingdom yes, Come guy, yeah. Which was supposed to be the same universe as Superman Returns. Yeah. Um, but, but Henry Cavill, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great. He's coming off of Witcher, which was pretty much beloved by most people oh, I'm, I'm very excited i think D- it, we were talking about can dc you know beat marvel and gain some traction they need to sign him they need to put him in a good superman movie because i think he he's great and unfortunately i don't think i'm ever going to get another man from uncle movie with him and army hammer <laughs> uh, well, i love those movies i love army hammer army hammer is clearly going to be green lantern army Army. Army, whatever. Army. Yeah. Army. Please. Army Hammer. I can see him as Greenland. Did you know he was cast as Batman? I heard. Yeah. And That's what I heard. Old Justice League movie that never got the end. But that being said, I, I agree with you. Henry Cavill, I want to see more of him. I think Brainiac is a great choice. For number two? De- for number two. Because I don't think he has to, he doesn't have to defeat him completely. He has to defeat him to the point where he stops the threat. But we as viewers know Brainiac's mind still exists, mm-hmm. and that can be 
brought it to the Justice League, similar to how they transitioned from Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League the Animated Series. Mm. And it all kept a lot of that stuff going. And there was that huge arc in Season 2 all about Brainiac mm. and yeah. Lex Luthor trying to work with Brainiac and then totally being hornswoggled by yes. Brainiac. I loved that. I think that is some of the best animated superhero stuff of all time is Justice League Unlimited seasons one and two, without yeah. a doubt. Because they pulled yeah. some deep cuts. Oh, yeah. They had Vigilante. Two minutes, guys. By Nathan Fillion. I got to pee. Two minutes. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. Yeah. I got to go. But, <laughs> yeah. It's not hitting the cut. But, Sal, you are absolutely right. I think that you got Brainiac going on and then Save the Legion of Doom for Justice League. For Justice but you, League, yeah. But you have all of those seeds from the Man of Steel 2. And I think Henry yeah. Cavill, I'm, I'm I, he, seeing that today made me super excited. Because- one, one of the things that I really enjoyed a lot about like the Snyder movies is like there is so much Easter eggs that he dropped, man. There's so many little Easter eggs because he dropped that Supergirl Easter egg in there. He dropped mm-hmm. the fucking the we we didn't really get it. I mean, well, we're gonna get it in Justice League, but the Martian Manhunter Easter egg, he's in there. Like, there's yeah. just so many things in there that they can do. And I just like I never I never realized like I don't know. I was just like to me, it's just like you guys you guys have all these things to pull from. Not only the comics, but you got the animated series. Like you have people that grew up on the animated series that yeah. never read comics that only saw the cartoons. Like you could dip, you can dip your fingers into that and you can grab so much out of that. Like you can do a lot. And it's just like, to me, to me, it always felt like they were always trying to catch up to Marvel and like be Marvel, but don't like, don't be Marvel. Like I understand like you guys try to set yourselves apart, but not doing the extended universe. But at the same time, you kind of shot yourself in the foot because, like, it all has to come together at some point. Like, yeah. it all has to mesh into one point. At some point, it has to all come together. If they want to not be Marvel and not do the, here's the cosmic villain who's been destroying worlds and is eventually getting from Earth, maybe they drop. Maybe if Snyder Cut comes out, oh, look, it's Dark Side. Boom. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Kirby fan. I want to see Dark Side. I want to see Granny Goodness. And I don't care if they do a CGI. You still get Ed Asner to freaking voice Granny Goodness because yeah. <laughs> he was amazing on Justice League Unlimited. But what if you do something different? What if you say it's not this singular cosmic being? What if it's you do you like you were saying just now, Sal? You're pulling for the animated series. Bring the White Martians in. Yeah, multiple White Martians. Well, hidden hidden so, among Earth. So. As powerful potentially <laughs> as Superman, bring that in so instead of just the singular cosmic death entity, a la Thanos. All right, let's. Yeah. Have, let, uh, I'm back. <laughs> hey, sorry, I had a. Hey, there I had, I had a There's you know, our host. I popped the seal. Had to go. Two can three cans later. Anyway, that was my Amazon driver. He dropped us some shit. <laughs> yeah, mine came by. That's when I left earlier. Mine came by too. You dropped I'll by my you. Uh, 1997 Batman pop. Oh, nice. Low key, I'm not gonna no homo. I was looking to see if he had the bat nipples, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> if I would have known it was that kind of podcast, I would have stuck my dick in the mashed potatoes. Yes. Yes, Beastie Boys. Yes. 
I'm glad somebody. So, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Because my friend who passed away two years ago, oh, he would always okay. say, he would say, yo, if I knew it would be that kind of party, I would have stuck my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> that was his whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Beastie Boys life. All right. <laughs> so we agree Henry Cavill owns the Man of Steel Superman. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. He is the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Can we say he's the equivalent to Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, Iron Cavill, Man, yeah. Superman. Yeah. So I agree that that kind of begs the question, right? Where does Ben Affleck sit in all this? If Henry Cavill comes back, Ben Affleck is almost tied indirectly to this. That's- I think it really comes down to like the direction that they want to go, because obviously the Snyder cut, it is going to bring back all the fans that gave up on DC, man, because they're if. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people after Justice League that just stopped fucking with the, the DC in general. With just said to the movies, to the movies in general. I'm just saying the average moviegoer. Yeah. Just because those are the fans that I know that were psyched about Justice League, and when they saw the movie, it was just like trash. Then they were just like, no, you know what, fuck it. And then they saw Endgame, and they were like, oh, Marvel, you know, and they just flocked over this way. But I think if if it's a big enough hit, which I know it will be, and I, to me anyway, mm-hmm. but if it's enough as a big hit. Um, and that they end up getting enough money to bring back Ben Affleck as Batman. They have the opportunity to expand that universe. Like Thomas said earlier, Ben Affleck is probably the best version of Batman that I've seen. Um, they, he has the Dark Knight, like the little fucking <laughs> elements of the Dark Knight Returns from, uh, you know, they had the suit, they had the fucking, you know, his his whole mentality and everything. Yeah. So... If it comes to that, I can see him coming back, and I wouldn't be mad at it because I loved his Batman. It's, of course, like he was yeah. he was an awesome Batman. I loved it. Um, it just depends, man. It, it just I don't know. It just it just really it just kind of goes like off of the Snyder cut. I feel like this is going to be the first stepping stone, and then they're going to go off of that. Like, all right, did it bring enough subscribers into HBO Max? Did it make us enough money to be able to offer these actors enough contracts to come back? And make another movie. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I, that's how I feel. A lot of what you're saying revolves around money. Is that really the driving driving point for you specifically? Ultimately, if you think about it, it's not. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like one of the one things that drove AT and T to say, "All right, if we release it, look at all of these people that signed all of these petitions." But if we release it on this service only, are we going to get that same amount of people to sign on to our service? So if you think about it, in reality, it's all about money in the back. And at the end of the day, it's all about them thinking about how much money they can make off of releasing the Snyder Cut. It's not really a fan service, even though it is for us because we see it as a win. But at the end of the day, they're thinking if there's 100 million people that signed this petition that want to see this movie release, can we get those 100 millions of people to sign on to our service and to subscribe for our 12 months, for six months, for two months, for even three months, mm. for even the fucking day or the month that the movie releases, if we can get that amount of people to sign on for that day, mm. we broke the bank. Thomas? And it's sad, but that's how it works, <laughs> yeah. man. That's that's how, that's how businesses run, man. I think, it's all about, I think it's all about the money. I would, man, I would love to see Ben Affleck come back into that role. And again, it's a movie. You can kind of maybe take a few of the grays out of his hair. <laughs> make him a little bit, yeah. you know, just kind of casually younger him up, make him a little less grizzled. 
Um, I don't know. Because you want to give him two or three more movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see him go backwards. I would want to see him go forward. That's my thing. Well, I'm not I saying want to see him pretending to be younger. You just kind of portray him as a little bit. As you don't portray him as grizzled and at the end of his career as he was. Because again, I want more Ben Affleck movies. But it is about money. It, mm-hmm. it, that's exactly it. They're they're betting to see what what is it. We're spending thirty million dollars on a Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. What is that going to get us in revenue? Mm-hmm. If that gets them enough money in revenue, they will throw money at Ben Affleck. We already know yeah. that Ezra Miller. We know that Jason Momoa. We know that uh, Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. It, we know they're already in more movies. We know they're already in this. But those two guys, Zachary Levi, Zachary Levi, yeah, we know Sam, that. Man. Those are the ones that we're wait that everyone's waiting to see about. And I would, I for one, I'm excited about the Batman Year One esque Robert Pattinson movie. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I think the more Batman movies out there, the better the world is. Um, I'm excited about him. I think he's a, an underrated actor. I think I was one of those people that just kind of went, "Oh, it's the dude Twilight from the Twilight, Twilight movie." Yep. And I've seen him in other things and went, "Dude is like." really good as an actor mm. like mm-hmm. i i prejudged i shouldn't have mm. i think he's gonna be amazing in uh, same, Christmas same. um sorry same yeah judge some chair um but that being said you can't slot him into this franchise so they're gonna need to get ben back yeah. um and if that's and i think i think fans and i know me personally would be super into them getting the band back together, yeah, and putting out su- and realizing we can go a little dark. I think they're okay with this. We don't need, and I'm a Joss Whedon fan too. I'm a Buffy fan. I'm a Firefly fan. We don't need Joss Whedon's hope in this. Mm. We can go a little dark in this and yeah. still succeed. And I, I hope that that's their plan. But that that's, but that's in line with exactly what I was talking about earlier. That DC currently owns the rated R lane with what they've been doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would love to see, and to be honest with you right now with the way uh, Ben Affleck's Batman has trans has has transitioned where he started B versus Superman or B versus Batman versus Superman. uh, He started, Hey, fuck it. And there's no point in playing by the rules anymore. We're just going to kill everybody. Shit happens. Shit happens. Right. Now we're transitioning into a more, you know what? I learned from this guy who potentially is an alien that life is life does matter, mm-hmm. and I should be more open to caring for for more life. Because even even if in the uh, ultimate cut that that uh, that Sal alluded to a few times earlier, when the guy when people were in prison, he would brand them, and that was their death wit. That was a death sentence right there. Like he was saying, "Hey, I'm branded you now that I've I've touched you, but I didn't kill you. When you go to prison, you're gonna die. People are gonna kill you." Yeah, it basically said, "I'm not gonna kill you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, here you go." Yeah, right. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I think that transition is a great uh, that 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 you know where we see okay, here was where he was at Batman or Superman. Here is where he was in the either Snyder cut and or um, Joss Whedon cut. But then let's go into a more, okay, where are we evolving next with this Batman? Where is this Batman going? So yeah. um, I, I look forward to that. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I was one of the few that was like, 
all these people would be get better at Batman than Ben Affleck. <laughs> when I heard he first wasn't like was 2014, 13, something like that. When he first got casted. When yeah. he first got announced as Batman, I was like, nah, there's a few there's a thousand other people that could have better as him. And I think I was I was actually one of the few one of the few, but one of the people that was voting for uh, what's the guy from uh the karate guy? The guy with the martial arts uh Ralph Machia. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop, Thomas, stop. No, <laughs> no, the guy from uh, Ninja and a few other movies. I love the Goth. No, okay, we're done. <laughs> I forget his name, but anyway, that guy. But then now people have also tried to convince other people that the guy from Mad Men, uh, again, forget his name. Oh, John Hamm. John, oh, yeah, John Hamm. He's a John great Hamm. Bruce Wayne and Batman, quote you know, back and forth. Well, I think he'd be great Bruce Wayne. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Batman, but the point is, Affleck embodies all of that. Where, and you look at the character, you look at the way he portrays it, you look at the way he acts. He is it. That's it. Like I don't want, I don't want to change it any more than that. If we're gonna end, no, I, I don't want to change it. But I do understand when we're literally talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Maybe they go. Maybe That's they go. Peanuts. You know what, Man. Ben Affleck. <laughs> work out for this yeah yeah i so i mean i i would be prepared if they're going to do man of steel 2 with the expectation that there's multiples and let's say that shazam 2 does really well and aquaman 2 does really well and when wonder woman 2 finally gets released they're like oh this boy that was great and now we're going to finally get a movie with her in the present Mm -hmm. maybe they do have to recast recast what Batman, Wonder Woman, or oh, Batman? I mean, maybe maybe they have to at that point. If Ben's not willing to come back and say, you know, he's done plenty of interviews where he was like, "That was the the worst thing I've ever had to do." Was yeah, but he's shape. also done interviews where he said, "That's a good idea," and he left it very vague. Well, remember at the time he oh, was. I, going don't get me wrong. Divorce. I want him. He was I, going I through a divorce, and he was like a uh, alcoholic at the time because yeah. of his divorce. So, like, I mean, if anything, if you're in our own situation, like, think of it personally. Like, would you want to act? Would you want to be in another movie? Would you want to go work out and like be in this movie? Like, because you have all that shit in your mind. Like, well, I hope no, he does. you wouldn't want to. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. As a as a person, I I don't know. That's what I see. Like. When he was going through all that shit, he was going through all the personal shit in his life. So I can understand him not wanting to do it and not yeah. wanting to go work out, not wanting to be have this fucking tight ass schedule. And like at the end of the day, I have to come home and realize, yo, I'm in a fucking, you know, all this personal shit's going on. So I can see that. But like you said, at the same time, like it, it, it comes down to like, are they going to be able to enough to like make him come back? That's what it comes down to is like they have to want to be able and he has to want to be able to come back at the same time too so you know one thing i like about this conversation is that we all agreed casting wise dc cinematic universe is spot on yes oh yeah they've nailed they've nailed almost it's one thing that i i appreciate that we've had in this conversation is that we have not derailed and said well this guy could have been better this person should have been a better option we said, hey, we want them back or we want them to be it. That's it. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Now, I, I liked, I, I enjoyed Gary Oldman, even though it's a very small role. No. I enjoyed Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. He was solid. 
I like uh, what's uh, God, uh, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld, which is yes. probably my second favorite TV show of all time. Uh, I'm looking forward to him as Commissioner Gordon. Um, yeah. But uh, what uh, now? Now I'm spacing his name because I've had it. I'm out of wine. I had an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> what's his name? Who was playing? Who played Gordon? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> Drumline. He's in the drummer movie. Oh, um, yeah, he is, yeah. I know his him, name. Yeah, I know But his they name. totally stole him because he was J. Jonah Jameson. And then Marvel's like, no, no, no. Fuck you. We're bringing him back. We're bringing him back. You guys can't have him. Listen, listen. That is, that is literally one of the best casting ever. That's probably, okay. Arguably, that's probably better than Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. As uh, J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah. Him as, him as J. Jonah Jameson? Oh, yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah. I forget his name. It's... We're doing yeah. him a big disservice. Yeah, but... Yeah, we are. We are. He, because he's such a great actor, and I love him oh, and gotta, everything he's been in, and I can't remember <laughs> his fucking name for the fucking gotta, death of me, man. Now I gotta look it up. Hold on. But, yes, he, we gotta agree that, as far as casting-wise, he is probably the person... Sam Raimi did a good job in, in, in picking him as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. He was spot on, man. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. There you go. I knew yeah. it was some crazy acronym last name type of shit, but yes, J.K. Simmons. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I think uh, the DC universe has a really good future going forward, man. They, they now with they the whole HBO, HBO Max thing and with the Snyder Cut coming, hopefully the air cut. Just because I'm biased, maybe I love the Joker as a character and. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of Leto's Joker. I hope that shit comes to fruition, man. I hope it does. If too. you would have asked me last week, I would have had an entirely different <laughs> opinion. Oh, no, yeah. Definitely. If you would have asked me yesterday, mm-hmm. I would have had a, a better opinion. But if you would have asked me two hours ago, my opinion changed. <laughs> so I think over, I think DC, AT&T, Warner Brothers, whoever it is, whoever's looking at these properties mm-hmm. has has a good solid pulse and and knows what they're looking at and i think that they have some very green pastures at, at least at least they're going to make a shit ton of money okay oh in the next few years so let's let's sort of wrap it up i want to ask what non-marvel movies coming up can learn from what dc did and changed to thomas Wait, wait, what non-Marvel movies? Correct. So non-Marvel and non-DC, but what they can learn. Because DC went through a a, a huge change over the past, what, five years, give or take? Mm -hmm. So what can other comic properties learn when it comes to making movies from DC of what to do and what not to do? There's not a lot out there. Uh, One that I unfortunately haven't seen yet is Bloodshot. Um, oh, I'm I a, saw that. I'm a was it, yeah. Just was it good? Yes or no? <laughs> no. My only my only gripe with no 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 don't 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 jump into it. I like the movie. My only thing with the movie is they should not have cast Vin Diesel because I feel Vin Diesel was their attempt to get people that didn't know about the movie to come into the movie uh. just because of the name. Great but if analogy. if you would have had if you would have had a lesser unknown actor, and if you if your um 
if your trailers and the shit that you put out, your promotion, your promotion, if your promotion would have a little bit explained to the people what Bloodshot, because I know I know who Bloodshot is. Mm. I know the whole Valiant universe. So I already knew what it was going. And when I saw Vin Diesel, I was like, this is a ploy. This is just, they cast Vin Diesel to get people in the seats. Mm-hmm. If they would have got a non, if they would have got somebody else besides Vin Diesel, and if they would have got and maybe explained maybe a little bit of the backstory, just a bit, just not give away the story, but just a little bit, then it would have been, I think it would have been a lot greater. Okay. But my only gripe with that is because that they got Vin Diesel and they put a name to put people in the seats. And that was my only thing. The movie itself was great. I love the movie. The movie so, was awesome. So to answer your question, that which I when I asked Sal was not a yes or no answer that he provided, obviously. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Valiant universe, and I want them to succeed because that is a very deep and interesting interconnected universe. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would say that they need to. The biggest thing is if you're going to go for this, if you're going to go for the DC thing, or, or actually not the DC thing, if you're going to go for the Marvel thing, you have to just commit to the connections mm. that you establish. And I think that was the biggest thing with DC. They they tried it several times and they kept stuttering. No, it's it's not connected. Well, it is connected, but we're not going to. I but think it's not. But it is. But it's it. not. Just do but it. But it is. <laughs> obviously. That's what fans want, which is why mm. we're getting a Snyder cut. Not just because it might be darker and you didn't like Joss Whedon, but I think it shows a deeper tie to a DC cinematic universe. Mm. I think fans are going to want Shazam to show up and share screen time with Jason Momoa. I think they're going to want <laughs> Shazam to share screen time with a dude who's going to go, let's get a drink, and have Shazam be like, oh, that tastes like crap. <laughs> they want, that. They right, want, they want that him to give him a shot. Shazam spit it out in his face and be like, what yeah, is they, that? They, and it's like, it's whiskey. Like, you know, he, like... <laughs> hesitant yeah. to commit to it, where Marvel was just like, fuck it. You know what? You were talking about Hulk before. You know why there hasn't been another Hulk movie? Because Universal still owns them. Mm. Those the rights to Hulk, so they can't have him in a solo movie. I get that you want that. I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok, and you were like, Yeah, I get it. I, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Maybe it's a Wait, no, in Infinity War and in Game, he was Pussy Hulk, too. <laughs> I like Pussy Hulk. I like the I name. I didn't, think... <laughs> I didn't even notice that. But you know what I'm saying? But that was that was storyline connected. Uh. But DC has seemed to stutter with that, and I think that if as long as they embrace it, as long as they if they give the little fans the nods to Titans, they give the fans to nods to Star Girl or Arrow or whatever, mm. and mention, oh, there's some guy in Star City running around the bow and arrow. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> what are they gonna do? I think fans will appreciate it more. I think fans appreciate fan service. Yeah, no, yeah. I no no argument there. I really totally agree. I was changed my opinion. I wasn't I wasn't against the Snyder cut, mm. but I was kind of like, ugh, nerd fanboys are the worst. But you sold me <laughs> on it. Potentially this was the original vision. Fuck yeah. That should come out. And as long as that if that does well, I hope that they stay that course and say, you know what? Let's just go with it. This was the original vision. Obviously, this is what the fans wanted. So let me ask you a question. 
and 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 this is gonna sidetrack a little bit because you said that we sold you on the Snyder cut. Were you not a fan of the Richard Donner cut of Superman two? Um, I know I didn't mind it. I know I enjoyed that. I can't, I'm not a fan of director cuts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Having a director cut, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, wow, gosh, I don't even remember the director. Uh, Highlander. The original Highlander had several cuts. Mm. Uh, even the Watchmen director's cut had some shit yeah. in there that was fucking Brazil, epic. Man. Which is another big movie of mine. Terry Gillum had multiple cuts. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not arguing about different director's cuts. Okay. I'm arguing about the movie was not you can argue semantics. Justice League was not finished at the time that Zach left. Got it. Yeah. They okay. brought someone else in. There's all kinds of stories, whether or not he was already assisting Zach or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the truth of that. They brought someone else to finish it up. Fans claimed a an ex, there was a Snyder cut that existed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know now. Because thirty million dollars is being spent, it didn't. <laughs> but what we do know is Zack Snyder didn't finish what he wanted to. Got it. Yep. I'm all for. He it. had not what he wanted. He just didn't finish it. That's what yeah. it was. But, but what people claimed and what fans were asking for that Snyder cut that didn't exist mm. because they wouldn't be spending thirty million dollars. To do more if it did. Agreed. But I excited to see it now. I was never against it. I just hate, like I said, I was kind of siding on the side of creators. Mm. If they wanted to complete, if they wanted Zack Snyder's vision to be out to the public, they would have just waited until he was ready to come back. Mm. But DC chose to, to not do that. So that's what happened. I've seen many comic books that the writer fails to produce issues. Or the artist fails to produce issues, mm. and and it just falls apart at that point. And this seems like this was the best way. I'm, but you guys have changed my opinion on it. Mm. That now, DC, now instead of looking at it as well, now they're just doing it to appease the fanboys. It's DC going, no, no. Now we're going to be able to complete our original vision. Mm-hmm. So you guys changed my opinion on this. Good. Okay. Good shit. So. Non DC, non Marvel. What can they learn from the DC movies that have happened over the past five years? Um, I mean, just stay true to your course. Like, honestly, whatever you can plan out, what you want to do, stay true to it, man. That's the thing. Uh, DC definitely had a, a lot of missteps. I feel like Thomas said earlier, Marvel was with the with the shits. They were with the shits that said. Well, fuck it. No one's ever done it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's either going to fail or it's going to be fucking big. It's going to be 50-50 either way. So let's just do it. So let's put it out there. Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of that. They didn't fucking know who was good. Nobody knew about fucking Star Lord or fucking Gamora, Rocket Raccoon, anybody about that shit, dude. They literally took a risk said, hey, yeah. people are either going to fucking hate this shit or people are going to love it. Let's mm-hmm. put it out there and see what happens. And I worked at Comics you know, the- when that was announced. I knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Trust me. Me too. Yeah. So when, when I heard it, <laughs> I was super staggered. I, I knew, like, personally, yeah. like, family members and people that I know, they're like, what the fuck is Guardians? Like, who's Star-Lord? Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, like is there a raccoon in this movie? There's going to be a raccoon in this movie? Like, shit like that. Yeah. But honestly, just if 
take risks, man. That's that's really honestly what it boils down to. If you take the risk, like take the leap, man. Like the juice is gonna be worth the squeeze at the end. And if it's not, it's not, you know. You learn from your mistakes. If you fucking do it, then you do it. And if you don't, you don't. And I'm glad that we were talking about Valiant earlier because I feel like they have a like you said, they have a, enough of they established their connected universe early on. Like that whole shit is connected. I'm like, I saw Bloodshot. They dropped a little bit of hints, but I felt like they could have dropped a lot more hints of the other people that are established in that universe. So it's mm. like, honestly, it is. That's what it is. Take the risk. It's either you fucking shoot for it or you don't. And if you don't, you're going to lose. But if you fucking shoot for it and if you make it, even if you don't, at least you took it, you know. Um, there's a lot of fucking properties that have that opportunity to do so because their universes are so big. Yeah. So it's just like fucking either follow the path that if you want to follow Marvel, you know what you have to do. Mm. If you want to take your own thing and if you have enough of a fan base that's going to be able to fucking follow and know exactly what you're doing and you make it simple enough for fucking people to catch on to it, then you're fucking golden, man. So my biggest thing is, and I've talked about it a few times today, is I think people are people meaning everybody. And obviously, my next statement is going to disclude children, but the rated R route. I think that's the path that a lot of um, new uh, movies, new superhero movies, are going to have to have have to adapt to. Don't look for the family comedies. Don't look for all the family movies. Don't look for don't look for the, cheap laughs. Yeah, that's don't look for thing. any of that shit. Yeah. Um, give the people what they want. Uh, Deadpool one gave them gave, gave us what we wanted, and it did a billion dollars or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Deadpool two, same thing. Uh, the Logan movie, same thing. Uh, you know, uh, the the, the bright huh, Brightburn, Brightburn, great example. Brightburn was a, an amazing example. Great movie, I love uh, that yeah. movie, man. I think that the studios just realized they can fork it. They can go in two directions. Yeah, you've got your, you've got your Shazams. Yeah, give me your fucking dark ass horror based new mutants. Give me what the guy who has you all the power that's been bullied all his life that decides that I've had enough. I don't want to deal with you. And instead of shooting up a school, I'm gonna fucking obliterate you with my laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right? But like look at and it, right? Kill, and kill my it's parents. Kind of like, oh, and kill my dude, parents like, and kill my fucking uncle and kill everybody else around me. <laughs> That was pretty much Brightburn, but more graphic. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I, I do, I do think that rated R, when when they, you lift the restraints, people are going to be more interested. Yes. Like when you say, "Ooh, this new Batman or Superman flick is going to be rated R." Well, what are they going to do? It's Superman. He's a Boy Scout. What's going to happen? Like, what's what's really going to go? What's really going to go south that it's rated R? You know, I'm never, it doesn't have to. Be, I, it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be to the extreme of Brightburn, because Brightburn, the scene with the car crash, was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think they're ever oh, going to yeah, take yeah. Their, their main heroes. You're never going to see a rated R Batman movie. You're never going to see a rated R Superman movie. Mm. You're going to see a rated R Moon Knight movie. Yeah, you're going to see. A, you're going to see a rated R potentially Green Arrow movie. I can see that. But they, they're going to keep the, They're going to keep those characters, the periphery characters. Their main characters, summer blockbusters, mm-hmm. PG thirteen. The Will Smith, the Will Smithish characters. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. Will Smith is the perfect 
like way to look at it. And to circle back to, I think what Thomas said earlier about uh, older characters, I think the last Bad Boys movie did a great job. And as much as it wasn't the best movie ever, it was like, hey, here's this old Michael Lowry, right? But he's still kicking ass. He's still doing his thing. But he's introducing a new uh, wave of characters, which could essentially be like a Ben Affleck introducing the Titans, uh, you know, Young Justice, whatever you want to call it. it. It's a great way to segue into that, in my opinion. I think that's a perfect way for that to happen. And for Marvel to bank on a Thanos, Th- Thanos, whatever, uh, type of character, Darkseid hasn't even scratched the surface yet. And oh, no. we don't, we don't, even, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen in the Snyder Cut. He's going to be in the Snyder Cut apparently, but let's assume he's just somebody like to your point where he's introduced, but the audience knows is more. Yeah, you know, there's potentially that option also. So and now there's so much. I that- feel like that's what it's going to lead to. That's what the Snyder Cut is going to lead to. It's going to lead to a lot more questions that want to be answered that the fans are going to ask to be answered. Mm-hmm. And HBO or uh, AT and T, like you said, whoever whoever's in charge, you're gonna be like, all right, well they want this, let's dish out our fucking TV series. We got let's fucking Marvel. dish out another movie. Let's let's yeah. let's capitalize on what this Snyder cut is gonna do, and let's kind of expand off of that. Let's see where it's gonna go. Let's see if they want it this bad, like they wanted this so bad. Let's see what they want after we give them what they want, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? we've got we've got. I agree with you there. Um, we've got the Eternals coming out, which is basically Jack Kirby's version mm. of the New Gods, Marvel version of the New Gods. The New Gods. Yep. And you also have one of the best books that's come out in years, that Mister Miracle series by Tom King. Absolutely. Oh, that shit was classic, dude! I loved it. Amazing. So, am I am I going to be surprised if this if the Snyder Cut introduces Darkseid and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, guess what, guys? <laughs> we got a New Gods movie." Not at all. Right. Oh, if we see a little cameo of Mr. Miracle coming through, like to... who is who is my my second favorite character of all time, mm. <laughs> Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Um, but quick, quick question because you mentioned it because I have not had a chance to see that last Bad Boys movie because uh, nobody in my life wanted to see that. <laughs> oh man, um, should have hit us up, man. Yeah, we would have gone with you. Team? Do I, do I get, <laughs> rent it or buy the DVD? But do I get a scene with uh, Martin Lawrence going, but it's Mike Lowry? Does he say it so like that? You, do I, you, don't, you don't get that, but you get typical Martin Lawrence. Okay. That's, that's what yeah. I love about it. So because, I'm not going to lie. No, he does kind of remember when he's like, you're supposed to be Mike Lowry. Oh, now Mike I, I got to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> he I makes fun of him. He makes fun of them, I think. Oh, when season. they're in the bar. Like, when you, they're in the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you was Mike Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deviate, but yes, I, I enjoy um, those movies quite a bit. And the, yes, the movie, the movie sets up that the movie. Reggie, that's a, that's a, comes a, back. The movie sets up a uh, a whole nother um, generation. Yeah, it's yeah. Sem- it's like similar, it's similar to like a like a lethal weapon. I'm too old for this shit type of thing. But here are some younger people. <laughs> that can do the job. They're too. not too old for this shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, go you ahead, Thomas. Too old for that shit is Tom Cruise. No, he's still doing. Did you see they're going to film a movie in space? He wants to. He's not doing that. Person. He's not doing that. I think he's going. Dude, he's going to do it. 
he's got Dude, he sold his soul to Scientology, bro. He's he's, he's fucking got, he's, he's, he's immortal. He's immortal. He's got cult money <laughs> and he's got yeah, he's got Elon Musk. Musk. And they're gonna film a movie in space, and it's gonna be Mission Impossible 13. And it's gonna suck ass. It just gonna, they, it's gonna sell because they, it's a movie in space. He's in virgin blood, dude. Like he's he's good. He's solid. It's gonna he's be not, like, he's not going anywhere. It's gonna be like the original IMAX movies. Oh, this movie is shot in IMAX, but it's just people like standing around, but it's clear as fuck. That's really what it's gonna be like. There's people standing in the, space. It's people walking in front of the camera that you can see. <laughs> I got the Planet Earth HD Blu-rays. <laughs> like this is Planet see that Earth. Fucking frog getting that fucking frog. Is, like, here's water. But here's like an hour and a hey. half. Hey, super all joking Just aside. Real quick, you guys. Go ahead. Real quick, you guys. Have you guys seen any of the? Uh, have you guys seen the new? Uh, what is it? The Dark Seed War um, animated DC movies. Have you guys seen any of those? Oh yes. No. Oh, so yeah. the, the dark. I, I just dark? bought. I just bought. Yeah, I just bought the Justice League Dark Dark Seed War. I'm gonna watch it after this. I was waiting for it. So I should. I was gonna watch it before, but I got too busy with work. I didn't have time. I, I don't know why you keep saying yeah. Dark Seed, but it's Dark Side. But anyway, um, <laughs> Dark but, Dark Side is all good, bro. But just <laughs> Thomas, I recommend you watch this animated movie because it's. Completely the opposite of what you think is going to happen is what's okay. happening. I I and I, I Justice League Unlimited. I have seen a smattering of the the animated films. I will check that one out. This I one, enjoy this that. one. This one I actually says, film guy. "Hey, fuck all the, the dark, fuck all the rules." The dark this one. this one says, "Fuck all the rules." We're gonna make crazy shit happen. And when you watch it and you see crazy shit happen, hey. you're just like, "The fuck is going I on?" Wish they could- I wish they before, committed. before before we end all this, can we give um fuck, I forgot his name. I just had it on Tim Mike. The guy who played Constantine in the Constantine series. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. He is the fucking embodiment of Constantine on the animated <laughs> and in the fucking show, dude. He so right blows now, Keanu Reeves out of the way, yeah. but that guy right. is the fucking best. Uh, he is literally Constantine. Right now, there's a ton of rumors floating around that after Legends, which is presently the best CW show, because it's just so ridiculous that yeah, they're still talking about yeah. <laughs> um, because he is perfect. But I love the fact that they're just grabbing him for the animated stuff. There, there's because talks of Keanu Reeves coming back as Constantine also for a movie. Well, they, no, I, I want Matt Ryan. The dark. I want Matt Ryan. That guy is – he is literally John Constantine, dude. Like he is. Are we, are, are, are we are we going to lose for either one? That's the question. No, because I think while, <laughs> while well, Keanu Reeves' movie Constantine mm-hmm. was a poor disservice for a Hellblazer adaptation, mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. a bad movie. No, and then you and when you've got Peter Stormare as the devil, I mean that scene <laughs> when he's like when yes, he grabs his yes. fucking lungs, when he grabs his lungs, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I love and that floating way to heaven is just all. He's like, no, get your ass back here. It, it, you belong to me. It's a great movie. It yes. made a cop of midnight. Um, now I got to rewatch it, that tomorrow. Thanks. Guys. It just wasn't. It wasn't a good adaptation of yeah. the Hellblazer comic yeah. or the character of John Constantine. But the storyline was there. Yeah. Like they... yeah. yeah. It was. It was. It, it, was, it was a good quote-unquote origin movie. Yeah, it's it probably good. a good. You know that's how I would look at it. 
I wouldn't look at it as... I love as, that you said that, because that's my favorite part, when he reaches up and he's going to heaven, and John thinks he's fucking great. He's like, I'm doing it, finally. And then all of a sudden, he comes and grabs his fucking lungs. He's like, nope, get your ass back here. You're going to fuck up That's again. my favorite fucking part of the movie, dude. He's like, like you're, you're, you're going to fuck up, so I want to make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah. The swinton in it is great. I thought, uh, what's, the, what's the kid's name? I mean, he's not a kid. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Was great, was yeah. He was I remember when I went to go see that movie in theaters, and I went with my best friend, and we got out. And uh, as soon as we stepped out of the theater, bro, I was like, "Hey, man, do you have smoke stock? Because I want a fucking cigarette." And he's like, <laughs> "I was no, no." And literally, his response was, "Dude, I wanted to smoke a cigarette throughout that whole fucking movie. Let's do it." And then we sparked up a fucking cigarette, dude. <laughs> I haven't smoked in like twenty years, but you want a movie that you can that you makes you want to. Yeah, after you watch that movie, you want to light up. You want to light up, dude. Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp. Oh my god! I just watched that on fucking Amazon the other day. It's based on a great book called The Club Dumas, which is a great, (laughs) weird, twisted supernatural mystery movie. But but Johnny Depp makes smoking like because he constantly he never pulls in a pack. He's always wearing an overcoat. He just reaches into his pocket and pulls and it. grabs one out there. Every <laughs> a Lucy. Like he just pulls out Lucy's out of his pocket. <laughs> pulls out lucky strikes and he's Lucy's for a dollar. Throughout the whole movie, and it totally makes you. Just... He's like, "What's a Lucy?" <laughs> it's a loose white woman. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Circle back. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> So, what non-Marvel movies are we looking forward to in 2020, 2021, and beyond? What are we looking forward to? Sal, what are you looking forward to? Honestly, man, like, uh, I don't even know if it's announced, but the way that they uh, rolled out Bloodshot, I hope they come out with Ninjok, man. Ninjok has always been, like, one of my favorite characters in the uh, Valley universe. I Mm -hmm. hope they come out with that shit, but... uh, uh, Man, I don't even know what's 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 in the works to be honest, man. Yeah, dude, I, I'm so like lost in what's supposed to be coming out. <laughs> been put, Especially put. now because with the whole COVID that they shut down so many shut that was like in production or like yeah. even in like in the works like to come up and like it's like no, never mind, we're done. Um, honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I'm super psyched about the Snyder Cut. I hope they come out with like. Some other shit. I'm looking forward to uh, season two of uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol was awesome. Uh, the season three of Titans, just because they fucking interview Isai Morales as fucking Deathstroke. Mm. And I feel like the yeah. Judas contract is going to be season three. So if they pull that off, man, that's going to be fucking awesome. Um, but other than that, I, I, I really don't have any news on new shit that's coming out. Man. I'm looking forward to the new Bond, which is going to wrap okay. up the Daniel Craig stuff, which was, I mean, if you look at Bond movies, it was a soft reboot uh, mm. by bringing back the first story and showing him becoming Bond. Um, looking forward to that quite a bit because I'm a huge Bond guy. I watch, I love them all. And I, I, see I, your story. I see you watching them. Yeah, yeah, and I'm particularly a fan of the Daniel Craig stuff. Uh, I think he's a, he's he he nailed that role. They they real, they real took quick, out. Is Idris Elba a rumor or is that happening? No, it's not happening. He said no. Okay. No, no, no. He, I'm looking. I'm also a huge fan, and I'm. This is going to come. This is a show in and of itself. 
the greatest have movie. You Luther, have you ever seen Luther? Greatest all movie franchise of all time. Mm. Fast and Furious. What was that? <laughs> Just curious. Fast and the Furious. Fast and the oh, Furious. Fast and the Furious. Oh, okay. What do we got? All right. never, no, 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 no. It's been a great you, episode never, today. Thank you, guy. <laughs> you're never let down. You know what you're going to get every time. Dude. You can argue Star Wars, but then you have people that shit on three movies in the middle of Star Wars. Dude, it's Has like anybody dude, shit on any of the Fast and the Furious yes. movies? Like, yes. Yes. Which one? Looking forward to F9. Three? Four? No. Five? Three was Tokyo Drift. What are you talking about? Bow Wow. What else do I got to say? No. Tokyo Drift, dog. What else do I got to say? Too Fast, Too Furious is better than that one. If we're we're going to diverge. Thanks, Thomas, for bringing us some other shit. We're going to have another hour, man. Game one. Did you ever see Better Luck Tomorrow? No. Oh, you guys got to see Better Luck Tomorrow. Amazing movie. James Wan directed it. Oh, God. Uh, That's why I can't, do, I, can't, I can't do a podcast with, with uh, Thomas. With the, Thomas with the actor, <laughs> but Han is the greatest part of any Fast and the Furious movies. And he's coming back in F9. Who is this? Oh, shit. Han. Really? Han? Oh, God. Han. Han yeah. is coming he's back. back. He's back in F9. He was also in Code, not, code 8, whatever the, code, whatever the fuck hey, that the movie was. Trans- Transporter couldn't kill Han, so he's back, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for I, I'm looking forward to any John Wick movies. Yes. I, I'm a big fan of mindless popcorn action, suspense spy movies. I enjoy deeper films, but like I just want I I like the the spectacle. Hotel Artemis, I loved. Mm. I love Hotel Artemis. Dude, I just saw that on Prime like two days ago, dude. That yeah. fucking movie was awesome. David T. said the Mexican kind of pissed me off. One at a time. One at a time. He pulled it off. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Dave Batista is a Mexican in Hotel Artemis. His accent, that was the only thing, his accent, because he tried to pull off the LA accent, but it's like, dude, I know people from LA that aren't Mexican and they pull off the accent way better than you. So I was a little (laughs) mad at that. I was a little mad at that. Yeah. But Jodie Foster fucking handled that movie. She was fucking dope. Uh, Jeff Zachary Quinn, Jeff Goldblum. I did not. I didn't know Jeff Goldblum was in there. So Charlie Day. Yeah, uh, Charlie Day was a fucking badass. But no, have you not seen it? Watch no. it for the. Watch it just for Dave. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Football. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it tomorrow. Watch for uh, watch for David Batista to say Carnal. Yeah. <laughs> when he says. <laughs> When Imagine. he says that shit, I was that. That's when he lost me. When he said that shit, yeah. I was like, "All right, this guy, fuck you, Dave Batista." You, fucking you can you can imagine Hotel Artemis is the same universe as John Wick. Okay. It's imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine the hotel that John Wick to, went to. That's Hotel yeah. Artemis. That's, what this is. that's how I looked at it. So Essentially, think, yeah, there's there's some interesting movies coming back, but I honestly I've lost track because everything's being pushed. So. I lost track of everything. There's probably about three movies, maybe four, that I'm looking forward to. One, and thank you, Thomas, for putting putting me onto John Wick, because I just I binge watched the last time we spoke when you were still working at Samurai Comics. I binge watched all three uh, John Wicks, 
And I hate myself for doing that because now I'm still looking forward to John McFour. Spoiler now you alert. want, the, yeah, yeah, you I'm want like, the fourth fuck, one. man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one, two, and three yeah, back to back. One, yeah. uh, I like to think that Common's still alive. Which one? I like to think that Common was still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Common return. Spoiler alert. Died, but yeah, right? No, no, he didn't know. die. No. He didn't die, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll come back. Um, Matrix 4 which is also coming out the same day, supposedly, as John I don't know Matrix how I feel about that four. one, guys. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about the Matrix Listen. Because the Matrix, because the third Matrix, like, that was it, dude. Like, that no, no, no. ended it. Like, the third Matrix. Smith is gone. That's it. That's it, dude. Like, it's We could, we like, could do a whole nother fucking three hours on Matrix alone, so let's not yeah. get into that. <laughs> they, they, have, they have a lot of official canon that, because of the video game that the Wachowski yeah. brothers slash sisters wrote. That is official. Expanded. <laughs> I love, I love how you were politically correct and said oh, the Wachowski it's... days. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Days. They, they, the Wachowski so homies. Yeah, there's a lot of canon that continues that story. So, so I'm looking forward to it. I love, uh, I love Enter the Matrix. That video game, Enter the Matrix. That's well, that's what, what that's what it was. Probably. That's what that's what you're yeah. talking about. That's the that's, the, that's part of the yeah, art. The, and, yeah. the MMORPG that that like. You find yeah. out what happens with with Neo. You find out what happened with Trinity. You find out what happened with Morpheus. Like they have official. You know what? It just counts. Yeah. So what was there, cool is that you could hack more. that game. Like you could literally like hack the game and like yeah. you could go into. Yeah, I sure. love that so, shit, dude. I had that so shit. I had movie, that game. That's why I'm saying I love that game. So okay, so <laughs> Matrix, the Matrix Four, and what else? Um, I want to see what they do with Black Adam. So they hey, shout talk. out to uh, Broken Skull IPA. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve <laughs> El Austin. Segundo. Yeah, El Segundo, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I feel like I should have two of these and like be like banging them together and like slamming. Them. Why didn't you? I didn't. You, dro- I didn't you dropped the ball. That. They're not Coors Lights because they're not Coors Lights. <laughs> I didn't mention that because you, I thought we were doing non DC Madame Marvel. Oh, okay, yes, yes. I'm very excited. I'm assuming. That that movie is going to do something similar to Wonder Woman and take place for the majority of it in the past. In the past, mm. yeah. So we kind of get him as, oh, he was trying to help his people. He's not really a bad guy. He's going to be the anti-hero. And then it shows up in the present because yeah. they obviously mentioned him in Shazam. Yep. They even kind of showed a silhouette of him. Mm. But the, I think because he was great as a hero in Justice Society of America. When he decided to not be a dick, he's one of those characters <laughs> that straddles the line of he's a bad guy helping his people or a good guy helping everybody else. And, that was and, the thing. Like, part, part of what I was saw it as to. him being, him being, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Joe, right. but the thing was with him, he always did it for Kadok. Like, it was never yes. about him. It was never about Black Adam. It was never about his power. Yeah. It was always about him stopping from his people to be oppressed that was yes. the thing mm. and it was always him that's kind of like what made him the anti-hero is because he put his people first but the shit that he did it was kind of like stalin stalin like because he yeah. fucking did it for his people but he was being seen as being the bad guy because he would kill people he would be the asshole that would fucking put people in like all this death and shit so it's it, like you said it's a great anti-hero movie to see him become you know, this kid who becomes, you know, all this all powerful, but at the end of the day, like we see him as a bad guy. So part part, but, of, part of why I'm looking forward to is uh, you know, 
the story of Black Adam is very in depth, but yeah, uh, much to Thomas's point earlier about the Fast and the Furious series, not a hundred percent, but The Rock as you know Black and Adam, the new America's action hero. Yeah, he he's he's one of those characters. He's one of those people that once in a while I go, okay, the what was that skyscraper? Yeah, uh, Rampage, man. Oh, he's playing Black Adam. Wait, <laughs> now, yeah. now you got hold my up, attention. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> now you got my attention. What's going on here? And that is shit like that that gets me. Okay, you know what? I want, I want to see what happens with this. I want to see where you're going yeah. with this. And what's Chris was interesting is they locked them in super early. Yeah, they locked them in like 2013, 14. Before even Shazam came out. Yeah, Before but even it was, Shazam yeah. came this, out. This he is, was cast already as yeah. Black Adam. So the fact that they went out of their way to lock him in with that role, regardless of the storyline, I'm I'm sold. Like you, okay, you you picked one of the top actors of all of right now of this generation. Forget how good or bad he is when it comes to producing movies. And I'm sorry, when it comes to raking in money for movies, he's gonna do it. Yep. And you know what I'm excited about? I'm not excited about him staring down face to face with Zachary Levi. I am excited about him staring down face to face with Henry Cavill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know Even like, though technically he would win against Superman, so technically it's magic. So yes, yeah, yeah. Come on top of four, but seeing those two, um, I was always iffy about Zachary Levi. I I changed oh, my yeah. opinion after the movie. It did bum me out that he did a much more padded suit than other characters i mean if you look at someone like chris evans who put on a ton of legit muscle weight to yeah. be captain america Even and Zachary kind of went, hey, i'm not gonna do that just give me a padded suit i felt that there were scenes where it looked like a padded suit it wasn't but you know what i recently watched shazam and at home where i watched it one in the movie theaters it wasn't too much huh? it wasn't it wasn't to the point where it was like oh that looks very bad like very cheesy. No, it was still a very good movie. Yeah. But just seeing it out of the suit, where even like you look at Ben Affleck and Batman vs Superman or, or Justice League, you're like, yo, Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck put on that money. Like they showed the scenes of showing pull up with the chain and the weights hanging, and like that was all legit. Like I'm I like, I can do that. <laughs> I can appreciate that. And Zachary Levi from the get go was just like, nope. Um, so seeing him standing toe to toe in a Justice League versus Legion of Doom style movie against Henry Cavill, I'm more excited about. Yeah. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. Like Zachary Levi, I think those, but I think the other two, that other matchup is more impressive to me as a film viewer. Mm-hmm. Not to sidetrack from what you were saying just now, but that's like one of the great things that I loved about that movie is the part where he is working out because. I felt like he realized, like, yo, I'm not going to beat this guy being myself at where I'm at right now. Mm. I have to fucking get stronger. Like, I have to do everything that I can humanly possible because this motherfucker is an alien. I have to do everything that I can to be able to fucking beat his ass. So I'm going to fucking push myself to the limit. Yeah. And, and like, when they showed his workouts in that movie, like, that's what I felt like. It was, like, that was, like how i saw it i was like oh this motherfucker's like pushing himself to the fucking let, let me well, let me let me be honest like, when he when he was doing the workouts 
as a person who knows those workouts and things like that, there are certain, up, there are certain yeah, times count, where Shut I'm up. like, Shut up. That doesn't count to the my man, person you're, like you're squatting man. a ton. That is literally a ton. Like, stop. <laughs> There's no way you're doing that. Don't be jealous. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, right? It's hey, you're not I'm speaking from Jeff. You're not persuading. You don't have all that money. No, no, but that's my point. No, no, that's perfect. That's that's my point. That regardless of how much money he has and how much he he to your point exactly, he was doing the basic workouts that most people do. Like he has the money for the equipment, he has the money for all this shit, but he's doing general squats, he's doing pull-ups, he's doing dump, you know, he's doing dumbbell presses, you know, you know, all that shit. Like I was like, damn, that's that's awesome. Like that's what it is. That's how you fucking get yourself one mentally psyched because that's also part of it, and two physically in in right position in the right position. A lot of people don't even realize that Bruce Wayne invented CrossFit. <laughs> True. He invented Just MMA. Right. Before Bruce science. Lee, he invented MMA before Bruce Lee. You know what's Lee. crazy? It's uh, <laughs> the way that the comics dive into like the way that the martial arts that Bruce Wayne trained. It's just like so fucking crazy. It's like so insane if you like look at so much of the backstories from like the Batman stories, like what he did to like become Batman. Like it's so fucking insane. Like you would never like no fucking person could ever do that shit. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody could spend a fucking twelve days in a fucking pit. Fighting off fucking twelve enemies at a time, dude. Like, what is what does he out. have like a week? He trained his body to go a week without sleep or some shit like that, right? Yes. Or he could spend <laughs> a week underwater without with like two <laughs> two seconds of blood or air. That's all he needed to survive for a week underwater. Like, like, that's what it's like now working from home. Getting that strong. All right, so I had a good time. We're all looking forward to now. Now we're all. At first, Mr. Well, Thomas Thomas, Thomas wasn't on board at first, now. but now that we've had this conversation, he's looking forward to the Snyder Cut. Absolutely. Um, any last comments you guys have, Thomas? Anything you last want to just throw out there? Another another two hours of of content you wanted to say? I just I uh, <laughs> no, I'm I just I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for uh, excited for James Gunn's Suicide Squad yeah. two. Yes. If we're talking about these yeah. Very excited about that. Um, I every most of the I, I'm really hoping they bring back. Uh, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm dude. I've had so much to drink tonight. Uh, <laughs> the fire guy from oh. Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, Inferno. 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 Uh, I liked him as a character. Like you know, he's he's magical. So like he maybe he could. Um, I like Joel Kinnaman as Flag. I think he's a really cool actor. I'm hoping he's. I, I think I heard he's probably signed. Um, Dude, but yeah, I'm ex- I'm very very excited about that. So DC. the one ca- the one actor that I was pretty shocked about was Pete Davidson. Yeah, and he's playing a. a I forget. He's playing an odd character from the uh, from Deep Deep Cold. I think it's called Savant, who's supposed to be this really rich. And again, I, I think that we have not been told everything. I think there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. Uh, but he's allegedly playing a character named Savant, who's just like this rich douchebag guy who's been given everything, who's bored, who decides <laughs> to become like an assassin for hire mm. because he's really good at everything and bored. Um, so we'll see. Let's see. We'll see. 
but I'm excited. That's probably my, I mean, other than the Snyder cut, I'm most excited for that. But boy, would I be excited if I heard that Ben Affleck is officially coming back. <laughs> I'd be very excited for that. Affleck, I think he's great. Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Right? Affleck, dude. Affleck, dude. <laughs> uh, Sal, what's your uh, final thoughts on what we discussed? No, I totally agree. I hope Batfleck comes back, man. Um, I loved your trilogy. I'm glad that Snyder Cut came back. Um, I really am hoping, as a Joker fan personally, as a character Joker fan, I hope Ayers Cut gets released because I felt like we got a disservice of not seeing Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. And to not see a phenomenal actor like that, like be able to like portray the role that he wanted to be. Yeah. I feel like that's a disservice to us, man. That's to us as fans, as people watching. I feel like that really is a disservice. Um, I hope, uh, I really hope that uh, the DC universe shapes out like the way they want it to be, whatever direction that they're going in. Um, I think they're riding their ship. Yeah, I think they are. And I just really hope everything turns out for the great for them, man. Like, uh, I don't get me wrong. I'm not a Marvel hater. I love Marvel universe, but I've always been a DC fan mm-hmm. from the comics. So like, I just want that shit to pan out. Um, other than that, man, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to the comics that they're dropping. Uh, three jokers is coming out soon. I know we didn't talk a lot about like actual books, but three jokers is coming out soon. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I pre-ordered everything that they have. And, uh, yeah, man. I'm just fucking psyched. Let's see what happens, man. So, yeah, uh, I've been – HBO Max has got my attention right now. Um, I have it on my TV. It, yeah, I'm, going, I'm about to just sit there and just go through all the uh, DC stuff and then uh, check out what else they got. But that's really got my attention. Um, right now, I'm just kind of like rewatching a lot of the old DC movies. Uh, jokingly uh, – not jokingly, but I, I told Thomas the other day that I rewatched Green Lantern. <laughs> the first one with uh with ryan reynolds ryan reynolds um and uh, you know what you that was... cut? the director's cut is a lot better than the first one it's one of those things where i didn't think ryan reynolds was a bad actor but uh was it jeremy strong what's his name jeremy strong mark strong huh mark strong mark strong mark strong as sinestro was spot on casting he was oh, great yeah. he, he was, was great. a great they just didn't understand what his powers did they didn't understand Green Lantern. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Marsh Mar- Strong, the comic, comic kind of thing. But like, yeah, that could have been a great movie, but they dropped the ball on that one. But uh, you know, along with that, we talked about the Green Lantern Corps coming to HBO as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward hey, to that. 80th anniversary uh, next week, I think, right? Or this week? Yep. I don't know when it was. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to the, the, TV, the TV show, whatever they're going to do with it. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out that I, I like the way the AT and T, Warner Brothers, DC. The acronym group is going, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know, we I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of content for us to discuss, both Marvel and DC in the future. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you guys, drinking some more. Maybe the next episode we'll do a wine episode, uh, some yeah. uh, some Porto Ruby Porto wine, some Porto wine. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of great nerd content, and the big the big news for me at least is comics are back, diamonds open, shops are getting their new books again. And uh, I'm excited. Check out Image Comics, man. Image Comics. <laughs> All Try right, Spawn. 
Oh, look, oh yeah, look, look at you plugging. Look at you waiting for the plug. <laughs> look at you. You're just waiting that the, for that. Uh, unseen cover right there. That's no, no, it, right sorry. No, unfortunately, this this is this is issue three hundred four, but three hundred seven will be out at uh, Jamie Fox. We got to have Jamie Fox on the next podcast. June twenty fourth. I, I do have the equipment to do a mobile recording, so. Uh, Mr. Yes, Fox, sir. if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Tag him in there, bro. <laughs> it's been a long night. It's been fun drinking hey, with you guys. Talk, nerding salute, out. Guys. Stop with the salute. <laughs> hey, salute. Take care, guys. Have a good night. This guy. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey. All right, man. Have a good night, guys. Later. Hell yeah.